Hello, everyone, and welcome to the initial first episode ever of the TGI Worlds Tour Hotline League Live here right now in New York. We're doing it. We're doing it. I, there's been many times where I've been scared about this. Uh, it's it's been a lot of weeks of stress, but we I haven't even thought have, of it till tonight. Mark uh, really literally just shows up. He was just like, "What time?" And then he just showed up. So yeah, I made it though. Yeah, at least I did my part. And all of you have made it here in venue. Thank you so much for making it out. It's going to be an amazing show. I'm very excited about it. Uh, obviously, Hotline League live right now tonight. We've got uh, a little bit of music playing in venue just to. Play. <laughs> Set the mood. Yeah, yeah, setting the mood right now with some uh, sessions. Uh, bye bye. Okay, there we go. <laughs> uh, so first off, before we get into anything else, I want to give a big shout out to Chipotle and Grubhub for sponsoring this. I don't know if we can get some. Yeah, there we go. Big round of. So two very cool things later on tonight, and also I think if you do exclamation mark Grubhub in the chat, you can get a code to save on a Grubhub order. There was actually somebody earlier tonight who came up to me and was like, I'm about to order Grubhub. Can you please give me the code right now? So they've already gotten it early. Um, uh, also, Chipotle is going to be handing out uh, three codes in the chat throughout tonight. So maybe if you're here in, uh, in person, you want to open up the chat. Uh, and each of these codes is good for 1,000 people to get burritos and cool stuff in the app. So yeah, they're giving out 3,000 uh, burritos over the course of the show. So Is it limited to people at all? Could I order 1,000 burritos myself? No, I think each, that's order. Actually, actually, I think you have to, it's per account. I don't, you know what? I don't want to speak on behalf of our wonderful sponsor on what the specifics Anytime are. Anytime a sponsor makes a deal, I instantly try and corrupt it. Yes, the same exactly. way with the Grubhub double it thing from yes. uh, finals. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> anyway, so uh, shout out to both of our sponsors. Uh, let me introduce to you all, my constant co-host, Mark Zimmerman. I was go ahead. I was gonna say I was doing great, and then my day got ruined because I heard the Chris Pratt Mario voice. I don't know if people have seen the trailer yet for this thing. Oh dear lord! I love that we constantly start with pop culture, even even when we're here with a giant. Audience. I've not heard it. Is it bad? It's bad, yeah. Okay. So the trailer itself actually got me to chuckle a couple times. I don't hate it as much as I thought I would, like Jack Black as Bowser and some of the jokes, but then yeah. Chris Pratt comes up and he's like, oh no, it's me. <laughs> it's so bad, dude. Okay, well, fantastic. Uh, can't wait to hear that after I'm done with this show. Okay, so uh, how's New York been for you? This is where you say great things about New York so the audience here. You want me to tell you the truth? Yes. I hate New York. Oh, no. <laughs> Mark, we have to spend two, we have to spend two hours with these people, and you're ruining. I our turned the room on yeah. me already. Yes. How do yeah. I do that? No. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I, so I've been to New York a bunch of times. I'm, one of my friends went to Fordham growing up, so I was uh, visited him a, a number of times. I have my fair share of New York stories, uh, but I don't know. It's been good so far. I got in on a red eye, went to my hotel, slept six more hours, have eaten some food, and that's it. That's all okay. I've done so far in New York. Fantastic. Uh, well. I, uh, I'm just so happy to be back. I haven't been here since 2017. I have missed this city so much, and I'm really excited to be at pandering. World You're pandering. No, I, it's honest. It's honest. There's, a, there's amazing things here. Amazing food. Like, I don't know if you guys have been to the local Chipotle, but they've got amazing food. It's really good. Uh, no, it's, uh, it's, it's really cool, and I can't wait for Worlds to kick off tomorrow. How many of you guys are making it uh, to the first week of groups? Okay. Most. Decent amount of hands up. 
How many of you are uh, were unable to make it to Worlds at all because of the ticketing situation? Uh, there we go. A couple people. So sorry. <laughs> Hopefully you guys find some. And Mr. Don't Positivity, Travis Gas. Six hundred people. Uh, you know, I'm a man of the people, and some of these mm -hmm, poor folks mm -hmm. had to deal with a lot. Okay. So here is how tonight is going to work. In a little bit, we are going to call up one of our guests. We have several tonight. Uh, some from CLG. One from EG, who I hope is here somewhere. I've been told he will. Oh. Wait, okay, anyway. Uh, and then also, no players other than, uh, we've got one CLG player. And then in the second hour, we're giving the whole second hour to Doublelift because his ego is so big that he demands the entire half of the show. Those uh, two seats are both for him, one yeah, for yeah. him, one for the ego. Yes, exactly, exactly. So <laughs> that's gonna be happening. For all of you here in person, you might have seen uh, or watched a Hotline League previously where we normally do something where we bring callers in from Discord what we are doing this time, uh, which we've done in the past, is we are going to be going out. Mark is going to hopefully not mess up his microphone during rehearsal. It was painful gonna for everybody going to walk in front here. of the speaker. He's going to go out. You guys are going to raise your hands. He's going to listen to all of your takes, and he's going to bring one of you up on stage where you will join the panel, share your take, and get booed at by the audience because... Your take is not when good. you say no North American groups are getting out. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yes. so I think for this show, in terms of topics, if people want to start thinking of them, we will try and be pretty gameplay for group stage focused. Yes. So yes. predictions about who's going to get out: NA versus EU, Eastern Domination, LPL, LCK, whatever it is. And and I do want to give a shout out to Double F Stream because he was kind enough to stream uh, this episode since he's on it. So they're also watching and hopefully are behaving themselves and not saying mean things. Okay, uh, so without further ado, do you think it's time for us to maybe welcome our first We got a lot of guests, let's stage. get him up here. I don't know if he's out there, but Greg somewhere from CLG uh, is hopefully going to show up. Greg Kim? Greg, yes. Do you Greg know, do you Greg know him? Kim? Yes, yeah. he, he's the owner and operator. Well, not technically the owner. Owner word is a complicated word whenever it comes to, he basically runs CLG. So Greg, where are you? Dear God, Greg, Stephanie maybe is out there and can find Greg. There's probably some panic happening backstage at the moment to get him up here. Admittedly, I didn't think we were going to get him up here for the first couple of, uh, like for the first 15 minutes. Uh, well, so we'll stall. We'll stall. So for people who don't remember this, Greg Kim was a part of EG a couple of years ago. And there was a very famous call with him and Kelby. <laughs> this is what you're bringing up? <laughs> yeah. Has Greg Kim been on since this episode? Uh, since no. that episode? No. So, so we pull out Kelby last minute as a kind of like Jerry Springer-esque like... No, no. Kelby's is Kelby character. here? No. Settle the beef? No, no, no. I no, no. So okay. anyways, the, what happened was, you know, Greg was joining EG. EG was just joining the league. He was trying to hype his team up. And Greg Kim was talking about how... We were, we were picking his brain about why he thought that they would actually be one of the best orgs. And he said that they had the smartest people working for them. And Kelby was like, what does that mean? And Kelby was not satisfied with the answer that Greg Kim gave after pushing him a number of times. Lo and behold, EG won a championship this year after, immediately after he departed. But you have to think some of his blue fingerprints were on that one. And then CLG turned it around in summer. So I think uh, maybe Greg Kim's getting the last laugh. Yeah, he, he does deserve it. Although not at Worlds this year. So... Not there yet. Made a better run at yes. it, though, than I think anyone was expecting. And, and, and possibly not at the venue. Greg Kim. Gregory Kim. We need you up here. Oh, okay. I think he's here. He, maybe, he hears us now. We've been calling him to the stage for several minutes. There we go. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the stage. A big round of applause for Greg Kim. I'm going to turn on a microphone yeah. and hope that it does not blow out people's ears. Yes. 
So we're turning on the microphone. Please, no pain, based off of what we had in rehearsal. Okay. Welcome to the show, Greg. Hello. Hello. I think we're good. Yes. Oh, my God. We, we were trying to call you to the stage. It took a little bit. I didn't hear you. Sorry. We we're, like, standing in the back. Do we need anyone else? We'll go get him. If no, no, no. Nobody okay. yes yet. Okay. Uh, but we will okay. We'll be getting, well, this is a bit of a spoiler. And people who know how I feel about spoilers, I, I apologize. But Doklo will be joining us later as well. But for now, Big dokes. We, we've got Greg uh, on. So, Greg, uh, running CLG, Madison Square Garden, obviously, uh, the Knicks. I know a big, you're a big Knicks guy. Um, what does it mean for you to have worlds in your back, in, in New York, in MSG's backyard, all of that? Uh, it's almost hard to put into world, words because, you know, we've been starving for worlds in NA. It's been like six years or something. It was 2016 the last time. So I think for me, it's just amazing to have League back in NA, uh, back on the East Coast. I think this is the biggest event in gaming that New York's seen in some time. Uh, and to have it like in our building, in CLG's building, MSG's building, however you want to call it, has been, uh, has been amazing. So we're trying to make the most of it as an org uh, and, I, and as a city. And I know, I, I see in the chat right now, we're having a little bit of volume issues uh, with Greg's mic. So we're going to get that pumped up a little bit right now. Uh, and so that should work in a second. But what uh, you guys actually earlier today had a uh, tournament that took place at, at this venue. I know you're doing a whole bunch of stuff in New York. So what what's the whole like... CLG lineup of activities for people who are in this audience that might want to know or maybe watching from home who want to you know do something cool yeah I mean uh, CLG's relationship with MSG has been well publicized to our fans over the years I think uh, we're at a stage now where we can try to make the most of it so we're just trying to celebrate everything gaming and everything CLG while we're in New York right so we have this League of Legends tournament today um, we're doing other tournaments including a fighting game tournament a collegiate Valorant tournament over the next couple weeks uh, but more importantly, we just want to celebrate League of Legends and Worlds in North America. So uh, each day of the tournament, like two hours before game time, we're taking over a bar close to MSG and we're just doing pregame stuff. We'll have all of our, uh, a bunch of our players and a bunch of our content creators coming in just for meet and greets, giving away and selling merch and just trying to like get the crowd amped before uh, all of our teams play in groups. Awesome. And quarters, hopefully. You guys are doing some sort of pre show event every day, right? And I, again, I just mentioned this because there's probably a lot of people here who would like to attend. So what is it? So it's essentially like two hours before, sh before show time. So tomorrow, like 2.30 uh, and like the rest of this weekend at 2.30, uh, there's a bar at Versa at the Renaissance Hotel that's right around the corner from MSG. Like we're just gonna be there taking over the bar. Uh, like Dokla, Croissant, like my GM Jonathan, like a bunch of us are gonna be there just uh, trying to get the crowd hype before Worlds. We're hoping to have more special guests over the next couple of weeks. Like this is happening pretty much every day. If there's a game, we're going to be trying to do something to give fans a chance to like pregame and rally before the show. Awesome. Okay. Cool. So that's a thing that can happen. Well, the cool thing is, lucky you, your team is not at Worlds, which is great. I don't know about lucky. It's great because on the show you can now say whatever you want about all the teams that are competing and that's true. all that stuff. True. So you're, you could be completely uncensored here. Uh, which I think is great because Mark is now, are you ready to go grab our first uh, audience member? Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and grab people in a second. But before we go, I don't know if you heard on the way up about me recounting your first time on Hotline League with yeah. Kelby. Is he backstage with a baseball bat or something? Or? No, I don't, I don't know where he is, but he did help obviously put this event on. Yeah. But I was just wondering, like, now that you've been a couple of years in, because that was like your first foray into esports, you know, EG, now won a title, obviously right after you left. But I don't know if there's any... Uh, words for Kelby or uh, anyone who <laughs> doubted you in that stream? Uh, I think it's two things for me. I think like 
one, I ra Raz very gracefully pointed this out. Like one is that at EG, we set out what I said we were hoping to do when we were there. We made worlds in three years. Like they got the championship this year. Like a few of those guys were guys I worked with and uh, you know, uh, part of that program was what I helped to set up. So that was validating. Uh, but at the same time, like I see Kelby's point in retrospect, like it's been three years in esports on the team side for me now. I definitely didn't know everything now that I knew then. I wasn't trying to, I, I think it was a misunderstanding at its core. So I don't think he got that. I wasn't trying to say I was some esports roster expert, but um, I've learned a ton. I think being in this position has been humbling, especially now that I'm running the whole org at CLG. And, you know, I'm excited for what's to come next. Awesome. Well, okay, so now I'm gonna go venture into the crowd. I think we're gonna do this old school. Just put yes. your hands up. I'm gonna go walk around, try and listen. You can tell me. Um, like I said, I'll try and ask a couple people, so I might come back to you. I don't wanna like just pick the first person I hear. Uh, but yeah, I'll start doing that while Travis fills time. I, I have a great way to fill time. I got a DM a little bit before the start of the show or a couple hours before the start of the show. Um, is there anybody here named Ethan Belling? Ethan Belling. Hello. So Ethan Belling in the back, he raised his hand. Uh, apparently he is a huge fan and uh, he's getting married in two weeks. And so he wanted... I, I got a, a message from his fiance who asked me to shout him out uh, because he's getting married in two weeks. He listens to the podcast constantly. So thank you, Ethan, for making it out here. Uh, where, where's, is the wedding in New York? In Westchester. Okay, well, I'm sure all these people are invited, right? We'll be doing this? Okay, fantastic. Uh, either way, congratulations, congratulations. Okay, so, uh, as Mark looks for his call, he's, he's rejecting some right now, which is great. He's going to stand in front of all these cameras and uh, ruin any shot that we try to have. No. Uh, so, Greg, are there any teams in particular you're rooting for uh, over the next couple of days? Well, as you kindly pointed out, we're eliminated. So I think this is this is the time of year where I just get to be a fan again until like offseason craziness kicks in. So I'm rooting for all the NA teams. I'm really glad to see EG made it out of plans in the group. So, you know, any NA team I'm going to root for. I think tomorrow's list of games is just so exciting. Like it's banger after banger on the first day of groups. So the NA teams and then I'm a Korean American. So the LCA, LCK teams are close Fantastic. second. Well, we have our first audience member now. We're turning on the testing, microphone. Testing. Yeah, you can go ahead and sit down. We'll get those uh, mics uh, sorted here in a second. Uh, but hello, welcome to the show. What's your name? Uh, my name is Haggai Davis. Okay, and where, where are you from? Uh, South Louisiana. South Louisiana? Yeah. Did you fly out for, the, are you just here for Worlds? Uh, I live here now, but that's where I'm from. Oh, you uh, live here, okay. Yeah. Without, I'm not trying to dox you, but what part of, New York has a lot of these little neighborhoods. I don't, I'm learning about them. What part are you from? Long Island City. Long Island City. I saw the tweet there's from Doblo. That's where he is. So. There's not too many cheers, so I don't... <laughs> the, the opinion of that area is poor. Anyway, okay. Uh, what is your take? So my take is that not only are no EU teams getting out, they're all getting last in their groups. All, all EU teams... All EU teams getting last in their groups, none of them getting out. Okay. Uh, wow, New York crowds are rowdy. We just heard it. Uh, EU this sucks. Be a, if anything, at like the, the Madison Square Hulu Garden thing is, is like the crowd here, it's going to be rough. Remember yes. last time? It, last time Worlds was at NA, 
We got yelled at by the global community for booing the Korean teams in Chicago, I think it was, but I'm down with that energy. Yeah. Not, none of you guys are going to boo, right? Yeah, we are. Okay. Yeah, we are. Uh, they, all, they all said they're going to. Okay. So, uh, why do you think that none of the EU teams are going to make it out? Uh, so, first of all, I think Fnatic looks actually pretty shaky in their group. I think that Hill is saying that uh, combination didn't look as good as whenever they had Rux. Uh, and then I think that whole group uh, is like super topsy-turvy. Uh, but I think it's going to be SKT, C9, then EDG, then Fnatic. Uh, then with the group with G2, I think that uh, EG is going to rise up. They're not going to go 0-8 uh, against G2. I think EG is going to be third, G2 fourth. And if you can get the microphone a little closer, sorry. A little closer? Yeah. And then I think the final group, Rogue, I think Rogue is overrated. I think that they shouldn't have won the finals. And then I think that uh, Gigabyte Marines is going to come back and win that group. Or they're going to place above them. And okay. so E will be last in every single group that they're going to be in. All right. They will be last in every group. Mark is pulling up Leakpedia right now on his phone. You're trying to look at the groups? No, I was just refreshing my memory because I, I no shade to Gam. <laughs> I've not been super impressed by the VCS right now. So I understand the hot take. I pulled you on just to get some uh, Keck W's farmed in chat and whatnot. But yeah. I, I, I don't know if I'm down with that. Greg, what do you think? Well, I think like they're in enemy territory, right? I think rivalries are good for esports. I think it's very clear that there's an NA versus EU vibe. So I think the crowd's on like NA side and thus against EU. And I kind of agree with the take. Like we, we took Cloud9 to five games and they just got better and better over the course of playoffs, I think. So I think, I hope they're going to look good in groups. I think Inspired's on like an EU re revenge tour and EG's already taking out Mad and we can see them do more. And uh, I don't know. I like, I wouldn't be overly surprised if it happened. I think that's how I put it in my pickums, like EU fourth and, and all their groups. But <laughs> we'll see, we'll see how many points I get for that. I, it's hard for me to imagine, like, it, maybe one of them getting last in their group is like, okay, I could see that. But whenever you place all of them dead last, I'm like, groups, groups always has really surprising things that occur and there's a ton of volatility. So it's hard for me to look and be like, okay, yeah, that's definitely happening. But I do appreciate the take. It's a spicy one. Well, are, are you said Fnatic hasn't looked good, but are you not concerned at all about Humanoid and Upset? Like, I don't know if you've watched the planes too closely. They kind of dumpstered everyone <laughs> in lane phase, even though they dropped that one game. They dropped two games. Fnatic but dropped just the one to... I thought they were four and two. No, it was DFM that beat them. Okay. They slapped our booty, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think they're definitely talented, but I think that the C9 is going to be amazing. I think SKT is a favorite to win, especially if you have like a supportive mid laner carry jungle style. Uh, and then I think that also uh, EDG, I think they're going to be good, but every year one LPL team has to implode. And I think it's going to be mostly them. And so and then Fnatic just uh, rides the L train. So. All right, rides the L train. So New York is, is, Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. All right, fantastic. So I guess we'll see how things go, uh, but I do appreciate the prediction. And the great thing is, is that we're doing the show again after groups. So you can come back right before quarters uh, on our future show and brag about how you got it right if you did, and then hide your face and shame in the back if you didn't. Um, is there anything you want to shout out here? Uh, no, I'm just glad to be here. It's exciting. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You can leave the microphone on the table or on the, yeah, wherever. On the chair. Fantastic. All right, Mark. Uh, so I did want to, I don't know how much. Nope, oh, maybe move the microphone. Yeah, there we go. You can turn it off. We're, we're, we're refreshing our memory on how to do these live shows. Okay.
what were you going to say? I was just going to chime in a little bit more on the analytical angle about like, uh, I know a lot of people, even though Rogue 3 0'd uh, G2 in the finals, there's like this big feeling that they're actually not the best European team and it's still G2. Yeah, um, why is that, you think? Is it just like a brand situation? Yes and no. I think people are one, like name brand of Caps and Yankos, you know, like it's very understandable why they feel that way. They also were the MSI reps. Um, but also, they just look terrible in what? finals. <laughs> and like, they look so bad that you're like, that's not how good they are. Like, yeah. sometimes when you underperform so much, you're like, that's clearly not, like, you didn't have a good day. Um, and Malrain crapped all over them. And like, I don't know if that's like indicative of their actual strength or not. So I don't know. Uh, Greg, do you want to tell everybody what was here earlier today? I don't know if you caught all of it, but uh, what event was occurring here while I, you guys were doing your tournament? I missed it because I wasn't here until later. Did you hear about it, though? I heard like Ebi was here. Or yeah, Ebi. So, oh. oh, you. So, ironically, I didn't get a chance to tell you this. So, I, when I walked in, Rogue and Co was here because they were announcing like the new Koi situation. And oh, they did yeah. that from this venue, which I had no idea was going to be a thing. So, Ebi was here celebrating like this is a huge thing now so i tried to convince them to have him come on hotline league and then i left for about 10 minutes and then they were gone when i got back <laughs> ghosted yes so i uh, did not go through but either way it's um it's super cool to see that uh, announcement happen uh i don't know would you have any opinion from a team ownership standpoint do you have any idea any opinions on mega influencers and team ownership greg I think I think when it aligns with what the team is trying to do and it's additive to the league and the excitement, like I'm all for it, right? Like I mean, there have been rumors around Mr. Beast and like the league for like such a long time, right? And just like you know, it's certainly not us, but like if that did happen with another team, like that'd be hype. So I think if their heart's in the right place, they want to add and give back to the ecosystem. Like I'm all for it. Is it is it happening with any teams right now, Greg? Have I you heard no, anything? I have no idea. Uh, the, the FlyQuest thing honestly caught me completely off guard. So yeah, I uh, heard Riot gave you guys a lot of heads up on that one. Okay, so uh, let's let's grab the next uh, person from the audience if you think we're ready. Okay, I'll go grab some. There were a lot of EG takes that I heard. So there are two other North American teams. <laughs> we have we have an EG person on later, so, so we can I'm grab some one EG take. Okay, okay, that guy's got that one. But I do need some other takes. Also, like I said, there, there's a DRX take probably coming out there for the DRX one in a second. Um, but yeah, keep them coming. Okay, great. So off mark goes. Raise your hand if you want to come on the show and talk about something. If you have something, uh, he's going to go down there now. Greg Kim is going to help me fill uh, well, right now. It's funny because like I was standing over there earlier. My my CLG GMs here and like my like Andy Bar and EG's GM is both here. So it's oh, kind of yeah. weird looking into the past and looking into the future. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool that that was able to uh, yeah. to happen. All because of Hotline League. Yes, it's all because of Hotline League. No, uh, what do you think? Uh, how I mean, I know we've got EG takes later, but how do you think EG is going to do? Especially, I don't know how much you've been able to watch with Kauri during finals and uh plans and all that i remember thinking in chicago that they'd pull it off and get to the get to sunday i was like i think uh Cowrie's always been pretty impressive in academy so like i think people were kind of down on him coming into that weekend and i was excited to see what he could do i thought uh you know they could have done it so I, i'm not sleeping on them at all and i think you know impact's still there he's a very talented player he's always been a talented player and i think they have a bunch of exciting pieces so yeah awesome uh, on a good day. Well, we have our next audience member up here. Hello, what's your name? Uh, hi, my name is Brian. What's that? Brian. Brian, where are you from? I'm from Queens, New York. Queens, New York. Okay. Bigger cheer than Long Island. Yeah, Long Island, uh, our Long Island friend did not do well. Uh, Queens, 
clearly much more represented by this audience. Okay, what is your take tonight? Uh, so I think DRX is going to make it a semifinals. DRX makes semifinals. Yes, You're predicting a Korean team to make it far at Worlds. Well, it's an, an underrated Korean team. What's that? An underrated Korean team. Okay, okay. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. Why do you think this is going to happen? Uh, I think they have the easiest group, and they're really underrated. I feel like there's going to be deaths here to make it out of groups and make it out of uh, quarters. So deaths, this is deaths year. DRX is going to make it. Greg, I don't know if you want to handle, I don't know how much you watch LCK, <laughs> but uh, if, any thoughts on, on well, if this could happen? So who do they, if they win their group, who do they play against? They play second seed from? Uh, it depends. It's drawing. Is it to, oh, is it yeah. drawings again? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've only watched a little bit of LCK this year. I've had my hands full in, in LCS, but uh, I can see it. I mean, like Korean teams have almost always showed up to Worlds, except like on home turf, right? Pretty much every other year. Yeah, I also think uh, it's the spiciest of the LCK takes in, in a sense, and uh, we need to break up this NA homerism. Every <laughs> everyone out there is like this random NA teams top in their group. I'm glad to see. I mean, yeah, I'm 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 a really big fan of Death and Pyoshik, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Pioshek has been struggling. I don't know how well he'll do. Zekka's a monster. Daft and Barrel have been good. Uh, I think the microphone cuts out sometimes. Um, no, I was just going to say that. Are you not at all concerned about JDG topping their group and then giving them a hard first round opponent or anything like that? Do you I think, think they're getting out first in their group and then getting an easier draw for no, two? I think, I think they're going to get out second because I think, uh, like you said, they're, they're going to be first. But I think Rogue is un uh, overrated as well as Gam. I feel like they're going to be second overall. Very good. Okay. Well, oh, now it's my turn. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I think one, I doesn't usually one LCK team just like embarrass themselves at Worlds. Yeah. The, the, the Dottie Award exists. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. That yeah. Reason. Yes. Well, in Gen G, I think also in what 2018 or something yep. like that. Yep. So I, I think it's a big question on which team is going to do that, uh, assuming it always happens. And with four teams, I feel like you have a pretty good chance of that happening. Uh, likely them. I, I don't know. I. I guess it's usually like a really well-regarded team, so maybe it's going to be T1 or something. I have no idea, but it's hard to it's hard to say for me. What do you think of Zeka in the in the plans where you were watching, right? I was watching. I mean, you were casting. Yeah. So what did you think of him? I think he's really good. I think the meta is well suited for him right now. Um, I think there's a lot of melee matches you can play mid. I saw JoJo Pium bust out set mid. Like, what the hell was that? So. Yeah, I think, I think you have a lot of options. And uh, I am concerned about the jungle situation. The swap between yeah, Pyoshik and Juhan is weird to me. I don't know what's making them want to do that. Kingen, 369. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, I guess we'll find out uh, very soon or, or over the next couple of, of weeks. Any other big thoughts for, for Worlds? Are you attending? Yeah, of course. I'm going to be there first game. I'm pretty sure C9 is going to be Fnatic. Pretty sure C9 is going to be Fnatic. OK. <laughs> Kicking off tomorrow. Kicking off tomorrow. I think it's going to be a stomp, actually. So It's going to be a stomp. <laughs> oh, so we're continuing the EU sucks. Also, you need to pivot a little bit. They can't. Right now, we're just getting. There we go. Uh, lo these lovely people need to be able to see you, as does the camera. But, uh, okay, so you think it's going to be uh, crazy. What does it mean for you to have uh, worlds coming to your backyard, essentially? Oh, it's amazing. Last time I, I missed the, uh, I think it was like LCS finals I was here. So 2015, I'm, yeah. Yeah, so I'm really glad it's going to be here. Are you, are you a Knicks fan? Oh, no, no, I don't, I don't watch baseball or basketball. I mean. <laughs> Did you say baseball just now? <laughs> Sorry. All right, very good. Well, I just had to, to get that in because uh, Greg <laughs> over here, big Knicks fan. So either way, thank you so much uh, for, you. for coming on. You can uh, pass the microphone over to Greg, who will pass it to Mark. This is our new system.
Yeah, there we go. Fantastic. Thank you. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Okay, so I think what we're going to do is we're going to uh, take a break here in a second if we can get uh, Drew to show up with something lovely. I don't know where he is, but he'll show up. But really quickly, before that comes on stage, there we go. Okay, uh, we're going to say goodbye to Greg. So, Greg, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, anything that you want to say, especially with CLG in New York, anything you want to throw out there? No, I mean, thank you, everyone, to the fans. Thank you, especially to the CLG fans this year. I, um, like, during the Miracle Run, I think, like, our fans came out of hiding a little bit on the subreddit and everything. So that was just really heartwarming to see and just um, super excited for everything to be happening here in New York. Super excited for the future of CLG. And just thank you, everyone, for coming out. And let's, let's make this stint of Worlds in New York a good one. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Greg. Thanks for having me, guys. If you can go find Dokla and send him in this direction. Dokla? I, yeah. he's right. I hope him. he's around. If I'll you find, find him, him, that would be great. We're going to do a quick ad break, so he, he's got some time. All right, fantastic. Thank you. All right, so uh, we're going to take a moment to talk about our first sponsor. I believe we have something that Drew is delivering to the stage right now. Wow. Fantastic. Grubhub, yes. Good job. Thank you for, for pumping the audience with that. Uh, okay. Okay, so uh, earlier today we had this wonderful dessert delivered uh, to us um, with Grubhub. So thank you to Grubhub for, for bringing this in. We're going to add that into our delicious lineup of uh, food next to the Chipotle that we have on stage. So uh, thank you to Grubhub. Uh, I, I have a quick statement for you, which is go for the win. Go for Grubhub by using our code, which is TGI Tour. To save, yeah, right now, everybody's writing. There's multiple. The audience is literally taking their phones out and writing this down. TGI Tour, you'll save $10 off of your order of 15 or more. And with Grubhub, your food delivery just got better because uh, you can get your food on time at the lowest price, uh, and it's guaranteed or they will make it right. So either way, thank you so much to Grubhub for sponsoring uh, the show. We, have, we could not do this show and our big tour without our sponsors. Uh, we talked about it. We tried to figure it out. We couldn't. Um, so this literally wouldn't be happening without them. So thank you so much to Grubhub for sponsoring the show. I will hand you this bag back. Thank you, Drew. Uh, for those of you that don't know Drew, Drew is attempting to become the next Broden, for those of you that know him. Yeah, he graduated college this year. This is his uh, second ever business trip. And uh, so he's having a great time so far. All right. Uh, thank you again to Grubhub for sponsoring. All right. Dokla, welcome to the show. Oh, I'm back. There we go. We got you. We got you. Huh? Hello. I, the audio was, was weird. Okay, we're good now. We can hear Yeah, you. we're good. Okay, fantastic. Welcome to the show. When did you get into New York? I uh, got here yesterday in the morning, or last night, but I uh, didn't really sleep at all. Just been really like jet lagged or can't sleep, and then uh, you know, just running on like two hours of sleep, but it's pretty okay. good. I love New York, actually. So you're sleep deprived right now. And uh, and so everything you say is going to be incredible, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, okay, this is not like a sleep deprived take, but I like New York more than LA, and I've only been here like two days. You're crazy! You're <laughs> crazy! No way! Nah, you can walk anywhere. In LA, you cannot walk anywhere. You have I love to... it. I'm lazy. They're making me walk around the city. No. Yeah, that is the uh, that is the loudest the crowd has gotten so far. <laughs> I, 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 this is, this is, I like New York a lot, but there's a weird, like, New York LA rivalry. And, uh, and that pains me a little bit because I like both cities. Uh, but regardless, what, okay, is this your first time in New York? Yeah, is first time here. Okay. Uh, anything that you're planning to do while you're here? Uh, definitely go sightseeing. Uh, try to catch a, 
uh, sunrise at Central Park or uh, over the Brooklyn Bridge. So um, lots of touristy things alongside the food. All right. Has anybody told you yet, like anybody you've talked to at the event so far, told you something to do? Any recommendations? No, they've sent kind words to me uh, all night saying like, you know, good job on CLG, good year. But no one's given me a recommendation of where to go. When I specifically asked on Twitter, I need recommendations. Central Park, yeah, gonna go there, yeah. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of these people will find you later and uh, and t let you know. I, so, I recommend the Chipotle here; it's really good. Uh, <laughs> Mark, you were gonna say? I was, I was gonna pick your brain a little bit about the first two takes because unfortunately, I did not have a fellow uh, player on to yeah. uh, agree or disagree with both the EU last in every group take as well as the uh, DRX one. I don't know how, which. What was the DRX one? DRX was making semis. Uh, I don't know how much you watch play-ins. Yeah, so I think EU will make it into quarters. Boo. One EU team. I don't know which team. Boo. Okay, I'm just being realistic. Sorry. How, wait, how many teams? Uh, I think in my pick'ems I had Rogue over DRX. Like, I would just imagine, like, the number one seed from LEC has got to mean, like, something, you know? Like, you can't just fuck your way to win LEC. It would be hilariously terrible yeah, it if would the be, one seed yeah. lost to the four seed. Yeah, that would be really embarrassing. But, um... You know, so like I'm playing like a probability game here, so uh, try and get most points that I can in pickums. So I put Rogue making out uh, in second place, but um, I guess not that means you don't believe in DRX then. Yeah, I don't think they're. I feel like they can carry through mid and bot, but I don't really see any other lanes they can carry through. So um, I think Rogue is more versatile in that regard. Yeah, very good. Also. You Oh, I have Go another ahead. question. Yeah. Uh, have you been playing Champions Q? I usually, I usually watch your stream, but I haven't seen... Have, have you been streaming it? I have been. Uh, oh, I missed it, sorry. It's without a camera. Maybe that's why you're looking. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously, I don't have a PC setup right now, but when I do, like, probably tomorrow, I'll probably start playing. Uh, actually, I'm going to be watching uh, groups, so maybe some other time, but yeah, I'll definitely be playing Champions Q. Uh, who's the, who have you played up against who's impressed you the most? Dude, I've, they've been sniping me, like, I... I have not been able to get a game against like the T1 players or like uh, LPL top laners. I played against Kingen uh, when they first arrived, DRX, and I played against uh, CFO um, and a bunch of everyone else, but except for like the LPL tops and uh, uh, Korean tops mainly. So I'm looking forward to snipe them, but I've been getting really unlucky. Like I've been queuing up right away. There's like eight tops in queue every time. <laughs> You're trying and, to get uh, it right when their is, game is, ends. Yeah, you have to queue up mid game. It's really a process to get a game, but yeah. um, I'm doing my best. Okay. All right. Is it time for you to uh, go off into the audience and find somebody? Yes. I will okay. do that right now. Off Mark goes. While he's doing that, I wanted to notice. I'm keeping an eye on Twitch chat, and I see Numi activating one of our first uh, free burrito alerts. So if you're in the chat right now, you can see that there's a, a code that you can text to receive a free Chipotle entree. There's terms as well if you want to go look at that. But yes. I see people opening their phones right now, again, in person to make sure that they can get this, this number to text. So if you are watching, make sure you go find the uh, Twitch chat, and uh, I'm sure she'll put it in there a couple more times. But there's a thousand, thousand of those codes up for grabs uh, in this first code, so be sure to check it. All right. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hello there. What is your name? Uh, Dang. What's that? Dang, D-A-N-G. Uh, fanta fantastic. Where are you from? Uh, the streets of Brooklyn. Okay. I think not as loud as Queens, but definitely still louder than Long Island. Okay. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? I think uh, 100 Thieves is, is the only NA that's going to leave out of groups. Oh. Yeah. Only 100 Thieves makes only it out of thieves. groups. Why do you think this? Um, so in 100 Thieves group, I put Genji and uh, 100 Thieves. I think 
RNGs is the uh, LPL team that's gonna flop, and um, Flying Oysters. What team is that? <laughs> right? Why don't you believe in the other two NA teams? Um, because it's just really tough for Cloud9 um, and EG, especially with uh, Kali not being there. Um, and the Metis is a little bit more in the top lane, uh, I believe. So I think it's just someday best top laner in NA. Sorry, everyone. Um, but I fudge in shambles. Literally sitting next to him. Oh, no, 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 I don't want to say. I, <laughs> We're talking about fudge. We got Dokla no. right here. Yeah, but this I think Dokla's the most spiciest top laner. Oh, good his save. Picks, good save. His plays are very good. Yeah. So this I man is sleep deprived. Stable, he should not. Stably. Don't test him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someday. Okay. Um, so that's my opinion of that. And um, so yeah. this this confuses me, Mark, because when I I understand what I understand of the world's format is that. C9 should have the easier group because they're the first seed mm -hmm. from North America. So why is it that the second seed is getting the easier, easier group? group? I couldn't tell you. Oh, okay. Surely you're on the has not made a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> no, that couldn't no. happen. Hey, Douglas, what do you think of the take? <laughs> um, when I think of 100 Thieves, I feel like they're like capped out in terms of their skill. Like They've had the same roster for a while now. And I think like you can kind of see their peak of what they like are capable of. Like obviously, I think players can get better over time or like improve throughout the course of like a year. But I feel like Hunter Thieves has like a pretty like solid ceiling. Like I think they're definitely good, but I don't think they're good enough to be RNG consistently. Like maybe in best of one format, they can maybe sneak out of the game. But I feel like there's no element of surprise that the team has. Like you, you generally like drafting against Hunter Thieves, you could almost like pre-plan like everything they're gonna pick. So like. Top lane's probably gonna be either Aatrox meta or like a tank. Or it's a Yeah, so it's like, but I feel like uh, having flexibility, especially in a best of one, is really valuable. So you just have that element of surprise in draft where teams have to like prep more scenarios, like, uh, and they're just not as prepared when it comes to like a random pick, and they only have 30 seconds. They haven't gone through the draft in that, and um, you can catch them off guard with that. Look at this Doomer. We, we invite Dope along. He says they're not going <laughs> to yeah, do it. Logic. Well, he might be a little frustrated after hearing uh, the praise for a competitor and, and um, knock him. He played well. <laughs> I'm here. He's there, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I think I kind of agree that RNG was surprisingly disappointing over the course of it. I thought, like, oh, when the best of fives roll around, you know, like, okay, they lost the best of one to DRX. They're learning the meta, whatever. I, I didn't really care about that loss. But the, the game loss to DFM was weird and then like okay well it's like a yone mid thing maybe they just don't know what they're, they're playing against and then they were losing game two for like the first 15 20 minutes again and then they finally like turned yeah it on but i would say stomped. it's like the way they lost it's like really telling of a team if they're good or not but i think um like it took them for a while to lose a game which is like a strength of a team it, like they don't fall, flop over easily and um i think they definitely found their footing as a like best of five one so my concern is that no shade to the LJL players, but they are not like world beaters in lane where yeah. they're like spanking you. And it feels like, not like they're bad mechanically for RNG, but they just don't coordinate well. Like their dives are terrible, like their, their coordination. And then like mid to late game, they're really, really good. But mm -hmm. I'm just worried about in that group. I mean, 100 Thieves is not a fast paced team, I guess. So maybe that's not the best <laughs> yeah. argument. Uh, but like maybe they can turn the pace up because I, RNG could, I could just see them losing games at flips through the first 15 minutes of the game if you're willing to just like go all in on a Baron or Dragon Fighter. Or, uh, I will say fight. the adversity in the plan stage is much better to like overcome. 
so maybe they can use it as a lesson to help them out in groups. There's a long history of teams struggling in group stage yeah. or uh, plans. Is I it mean, a worrying trend? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good trend. You want to struggle <laughs> okay. with plans and then you get better. Yeah, exactly. So I think they could use it to their advantage. So I'm still high on RNG, but um, that's have, just me. Have you seen much flying oysters? Obviously, uh, our caller has not, but. <laughs> it was a weird finals. I watched that. I was like. Oh, so you did watch it a little bit. I did watch it a little bit, and it just didn't feel right at all. Um, it was just sloppy. Everything was sloppy in the end. So. I don't know. I, I, I watched them. Gemini and Rest, I think, are really, really, really good. Mission's not too bad. I can see a world where um, they will test 100 Thieves if 100 Thieves disrespect them and just assume that they're not good. My, my biggest concern was, for me, was uh, summer of last year remote, like the finals? Or did they do it somewhere? For 100 Thieves? Yeah, well, 100 Thieves won. Yeah, I'm but they, they were in studio, but there was no fans. Right. So this is like my big concern for them is that in high-pressure situations, the last two finals they've been on stage in an arena, they just got stomped. Um, so, like, that is my only nerve for 100T is, like, this is – it's a, it's – a, a great venue, but maybe on the, on the smaller side, so maybe it'll work out. But regardless, it is it is a lot of pressure, and I don't know how well this team performs like in front of a huge audience. So that's the only big concern that I would have for them. So, I mean, surely they're going to learn from their losses this time, right? Clueless. But um, surely they get their act together. But um, yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, did we lose you? Maybe you hit the mic. Yeah, borrow, borrow that close. Yeah. I just think that um, since it's groups, it's best of ones, I feel like they would do better. Um, in the regular season, um, in the spring, they were really hot um, in the back half. So I just think in the group stage, best of ones, they'll do well. Um, and then maybe after groups, things get shaky. Abadage kind of just... Yeah, that, that's the most important. If they get out of groups, it's still quite, right. I think, well, here's the only concern I have for you is that you said they always do well in the back half. So if they're yes. going to do well and get out of groups, I expect that it'll be in the second week of groups and we're going to see them lay a bunch of eggs uh, over the course of the next couple of days. So. Well, I mean, I know the first match is against uh, Flying Oysters. So Yeah, that's a fair if point. If that goes bad, you're in trouble. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, hopefully they win morally. They'll be pumped up. Uh, yeah. for the rest of the group stage yeah very good all right uh thank you so much anything you want to shout out uh shout out to uh chipotle and grill pub hey um, and shout out to the uh new york city uh league of legends group yeah there we go i've heard about this group all right you can pass your microphone back to dokla hopefully mark do you want to test that one really quickly yeah okay we're it is i'm gonna pass it back to uh, our production crew oh drew's got it okay fantastic Fantastic. We'll okay. So I think it's time for you to grab one more person. All right. And then uh, and we'll do one more uh, call, quote unquote, with Adokla, and then we will uh, bring on our EG guest. And then after that, we'll have Peter on. So that's how things are going to go. Uh, all right. Off Marcos. Dokla, any, or do you have any big, bold predictions for Worlds this year? Um, I think Damwon is a bit underrated because... Uh, I mean, they just have three world champs on their team, you know? It's like, you can't really underrate them. At the same time, they didn't, like, play well, but, you know, Worlds is the time for them to show up, so I've, I'm i a bit high on Damwon. Maybe I'm, like, coping, uh, like, relying on their past results, but um, I think Damwon's kind of a dark horse where people don't really expect them to be even world contenders where they could be. So um, I think maybe a bold prediction that Damwon goes pretty far in the tournament. Yeah, very good. 
We'll see how things go. We have a man in a hundred thieves hat approaching the stage right now. Uh, we might have to. We haven't. I don't think we figured out this microphone situation yet. So you have marks, and we'll share. So hello, welcome to the stage. What's your name? Hello, my name is Kevin. Kevin. Okay, where are you from? I am from Queens, New York. Queens, New York. Another Queens. Okay. What is your take tonight? My take is that T1 is going to crap out of groups because the meta changed. It's no longer an engaged meta, and it's more enchanter-focused. So they won't perform well, and they won't get out of groups. Okay, so the meta is going to ruin T1's chances. They're going to bomb out of groups. I will say that I interviewed uh, them this week. There's been a bunch of these hitting my channel. Um, I interviewed them, I guess, last Friday. And I think they... I haven't seen like a ton of confidence from them and those those so maybe they were struggling i don't know um but it is an interesting thing i don't feel like from the vibes i was getting it didn't seem well on the other hand i think was it guma one of them said they were going to win the whole thing so hard to say but uh we'll see how things so. go mark how about you i'm gonna hand this microphone over so i do think play in showed that the meta was changing back in favor of carry a little bit um yumi can still be played but lulu's kind of dead doesn't seem like there's like the Nami Lucian lane that I did see looks pretty terrible. I, I think that's gone. So I, mostly it looks like it's back to engagers. We've seen a lot of Leona, a lot of Nautilus, Alistar. Um, I think top meta is very good for Zeus as well. Zeus, whatever you want to say it. Uh, there's a lot of carries that you can play. Uh, owner as well. There is like a duality right now between like, are you the, you know, Maokai jungle or are you the Hecarim jungle? It feels like both playstyles can be played, but I think owner is, is going to do just fine. Uh, I actually think that the, the meta is fine for T1. There's rumors about funneling jungle, playing mid lane support and funneling all the gold to your jungle. So like straight up Tarek E funnel? No, yeah. like, not well, exactly like that, but like you build a support item after your first core and then uh, you just funnel jungle like after your first core item and just build a support item. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> what do you I think? Mean, be leak. I mean, I will I say like owner is definitely a jungler that you would want to funnel like his mechanics are outstanding and uh he can carry the game so i don't think t1 would struggle in a meta if it's like that just my opinion though i'm, I'm sad that you did not get to play against zeus and champs q yet. yeah i I, just, I didn't get to play against him in korea did, as well did you so, watch uh, yeah. any of the the streams with him i've been watching all the streams like in between the queue i'm like yeah. just playing against him and i haven't been so Dude, um, the react yeah. andy meta of everyone trying to open up other streams <laughs> in their queue <laughs> times and then everyone's yeah. opening streams of other people oh trying to open streams <laughs> yeah. it's been so funny it's pretty funny how do you think that T1's going to do? I think T1 will do just fine. I think they'll easily make it to quarters, and then depending on who they draw from there, um, it'll get a bit dicey, but I think they should be comfortable in their group. And yeah, I mean, I think their carries are extremely good. Like, Gumiyushi is like, I wouldn't say on par with like Ruler, but he's like just a tier below him, right? And um, you don't think he's been, people have been saying that he's been struggling a little bit recently. Mm, I don't know. Like, like when I'm watching in CQ, he's like, like, you can just tell by like the way they're playing, like, he's like really hard to kill. As an AD carry, and he's like maximum damage output. Like, so uh, it's just like two like attributes to AD carry that you really would like to have as a player. So um, I think he fits that bill, and I think he'll do pretty well if it's like an AD carry final meta. So here's what I'll give credit to you: is Group A is crazy. You just like C9 always seems to find a way. You have Jensen as well. They're they're a pretty stacked roster. Fnatic, I don't think are like an incredible team and how they work together, but like Humanoid and Upset are crazy carries uh, and. Hilly, I, mean, I don't know if they're going to go Rux or Hilly. Probably Hilly, but like he, he's an insane player as well. And so while I don't think Fnatic can like... I don't think they should be expected to get out of the group. I'd probably actually probably put them last in the group. But they're good enough 
that they can take games off anyone if like they just flip an early game well. And I think that they can absolutely do that. Razark is really good about camping lanes early on and like trying to get an advantage for someone. Um, so like I don't think that they're gonna go like well I say they're gonna get last in the group. I think it's close. You know like two and four, two and four, C nine, tiebreaker or something like that. And then maybe they beat someone else, you know, like, I, I don't know. Group A feels like anything could happen Yeah, to me. I will say, Humana looked really good in uh, plans, but I think the level of competition wasn't as good as it will be in uh, group stage, so I don't expect him to have, like, dominant lead, like, every single game that he's had, so um, it'll be interesting to see, like, where, they, where else they can get their advantages from consistently. Back to our, our audience members' uh, point, any concerns about, do you think the meta could at all impact T1? Um... I'm not sure. I feel like the meta is like pretty solid. Maybe there's these like couple of teams trying to like cheese the meta or like trying to find out new ways to go about it. But I don't think there's be a big twist. But I, I mean, at least from CQ, like I mean, maybe probably no one's Team gonna play that meta. Aatrox? Team okay, that, Aatrox, that's though? not a counter pick. I don't know why. That was like the matchup you don't want to pick into if you're a team of player. But um, yeah, any, that's any, not the meta. Any rebuttal to any of this? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be an exciting groups. Um, we're going to have to wait and find out. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for me. I mean, yeah. I'm excited. I'm surprised you didn't have a 100 Thieves take given your hat. <laughs> uh, honestly, I don't think 100 Thieves is going to do too well. I think oh, they, I think uh, I, I love 100 Thieves, obviously. I love 100 Thieves, obviously. I think they would have done better if they would have gone through playing. They would have gotten the reps in. But they didn't, so they don't have the practice, so they're not going to perform as well, is my opinion. But I'm still rooting for them. I'm going to see them tomorrow. And whoever's out here tomorrow, I'll catch you guys tomorrow. Very good. Anything you want to shout out? Uh, yeah, I want to shout out my boy uh, Joel, who couldn't make it here. I want to shout out my cousin Brian, who I ran into for the first time in like three years since I've seen him. And my boy Simon, uh, he's living a real-life harem. Very good. That's it. Thank you. Thank you so much uh, for coming on, and uh, hope to see you at Worlds. Yes, sir. Yeah, Thank very you, good. guys. Awesome. Okay, so we are going to say goodbye to Dokla for now. I do want to have you come back up later on, so just yeah. hear, listen for your name. Yep. Uh, but anything you want to say to anybody before we say goodbye to you for your official appearance? No, I think the New York crowd will be extremely energetic and positive towards like North America, so I feel like 100 Thieves will have that energy like towards them instead of like against them like, in a negative way, so I feel like they'll be uplifted and... Uh, I mean, New York crowd is like really exciting and brings a lot of energy. So I'm really looking forward to also being part of that as well. Very good. Very good. Thank you so much uh, for coming on. And uh, we'll grab you later on in the show for a fun little thing. Okay. Big round of applause. We have a member of Evil Geniuses uh, here uh, from the management side. Yes. He's ready to come up. He's coming around right now, the bend. Uh, and he's going to be on in just a second. Should Why don't we, you intro him while he's making his way well, up? Well, I'm going to see if I can test the, the. Do we want to try the microphone again? Let's give it a try. We're going to see. Uh, everybody prepare yourselves for pain if this goes poorly. Uh, okay, I'm going to turn it on. How do you turn this? You press and hold. Dude. You press and hold? It's not. It's not a. Uh, oh, there we go. Hello. Hello. Oh, still no. Okay, that's fine. We're going to go back to three mic. We're going to go back to three microphones. Uh, this is the fun of Hotline Link. Oh. Trying it now. Oh, okay. We're good. Okay, fantastic. So we have a, uh, well, we'll save this for the audience member in a second. You can hold on to it. Okay, hello and welcome to the show, Andrew. 
Yes, thanks for having me, Travis. Yes. How are you? What is your gamer tag again? It's Night Fiend, right? Uh, Night Fiend. That's the old one from WoW Classic, you know, 10 years ago. Just haven't changed it, so. Yes. What, and what is your role with an Evil Geniuses? So I'm our director of athletics here at EG in charge of Valorant, League of Legends, Dota 2, and Rocket League. Fantastic. So big, any Evil Geniuses fans in the crowd? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Because you've been at EG how long? Uh, since the end of 2019. So it came okay. on right when we entered the LCS. And at any point in time before 22, did you ever hear anything like that when people said any Evil Geniuses fans in the crowd? No, absolutely not. We <laughs> had no fans back then. So I'm glad we've grown so our fandom. What you're saying is they're all bandwagoners. Is what you <laughs> Maybe we're getting there, but you know, we're trying our best to grow the audience. So. Oh, fantastic. Okay, so hey, how has how's the team doing? Uh, how was uh, plans? Give us sort of for everybody here, what the heck is going on with Evil Geniuses behind the scenes? Are they imploding? So we're not imploding. Good okay, news there. Great. So Fantastic. Mexico was great. We had a great time there. Everything was fantastic. Venue, hotel, everything. So we got good practice in versus all the play-ins teams. I think we'll be coming into groups pretty strong, so that'll be exciting. You know, we've got practice. Um, so, you know, we're excited for groups. It'll be an awesome time. Uh, the match versus Mad Lions, I think a lot of people are curious, how was the, the team's like atmosphere over the course of it? Because game one, I was casting this, I was in the pregame lobby, no one said anything. It was like very respectful, I think there might have been a couple like, good lucks, have funs, you know? Game two lobby, JoJo instantly starts talking mad shit. Like, and then by game three, he was the most vocal I've ever seen a player. Like, legitimately, like, NBA trash talk levels. You know, I'm like, what, did you see this, like, behind the scenes as well? It's like nervous energy game one into, like, oh, we're going to kill these guys. No, I mean, I, I think with our team, you know, we're very outspoken. I think everyone has learned that at that point. You know, for all the players that come into EG, I want them to be outspoken. I want them to build a brand. And that is something that's really important, not only to EG, but even the league itself. And so when we get to see that type of energy from our players, I, you know, I encourage it. I love it. I want them to talk shit. I want them to get in the heads of the other team. And I think, you know, it served well. So happy to see it. Here, I think the, this mic's a little quiet on stream. So let's try the other one. Uh, Mark is coming back. Uh, so we're going to grab uh, something from the audience, but I don't know if you have anything you want to you want to finish the thought, Mark? No, uh, I'm trying to use the quietest one because I trust it, me more than the audience. Okay, no very good. audience, but there we go. Whatever, it's fine. So we're gonna go grab something. So is this the EG take moment? You think this is the EG take moment? You, okay. you already know you're coming up here. Okay, fantastic. Oh, okay, that was very easy. Wow, you're just you're I mean, queuing them up. Well, I, I knew he was the EG guy. I asked him one of the first <laughs> takes, and I said, "All right, well, we'll gotcha. save you for you." Okay, and hello Aaron. and welcome to the show. What's your name? Hello, uh, my name's Trethan. Treethan. Yeah. It's Treethan. Oh, okay. This is a notable individual from uh, much of my content. Okay, welcome to the show. Uh, you called in. When was the last time you called in? It was recent, right? Uh, yeah, I think Raz was on. Yeah, okay. So I think maybe like two weeks ago or something. Yeah, something yeah. like that. So where, where are you visiting from? Uh, I live in the area, but Jersey City, you guys can boo if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. The booze the to the Jersey, Jersey City. I right. can't afford New York. I'm sorry. <laughs> Priced out. Okay, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? I think uh, EG is going to win every single game against G2 in groups. Oh! Now, when you say every single game... There's two, but... There's two. Yeah, two. But you think, they think they're going to 2-0, which is like winning a best of three, really, yeah. if you think about it. So that's a best of series. Why do you think this? I think that uh, JoJo is better than Caps at this point. He grew a lot since MSI. Oh boy! You can okay. Me now when I'm right. Wasn't there though. a Reddit thread that was like somebody talking to you? Well, know. it's because I think was it not inspired who said that 
he's kind of like Baby Cap. It was Cap, inspired, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, so yeah, there yeah. Was a, there's been a little bit of community conversation about JoJo as Baby Caps anyways. So. Okay, fantastic. Okay, so you just think it'll all come down to mid lane. One hundred percent. Okay, and it's JoJo beating Caps. All right. I love the, I love the the gumption by JoJo. One hundred percent. JoJo's gonna gap him. Uh, is is uh, JoJo already better than Caps, Andrew? I think he's getting there. He's almost there. Um, you know, I don't want to feed his ego too much, but you know, for me, I would say you know JoJo can absolutely be one of the best players in the world, and that is what we are pushing him to become. Absolutely. How much have the community narratives? like been a part of your team environment such as the zero six heading into this event against eu then dropping the fanatic it was zero seven you guys are able to beat that streak but you still haven't beaten g2 this year you end up in the group with them again you know like is this something that they're circling the games on the calendar like we finally get revenge versus g2 or is it kind of like just another game to them just another game for us honestly like we keep all that noise outside the practice room and whatnot that's something we really try to do a good job of obviously it's sitting in the back of our mind um, but, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, we know what type of team we are and we know we can take on anyone in Europe and we have no fears against really any of the teams out there. So I know that uh, you guys have already had success against G2 earlier this year because you got into Valorant and they didn't. So how much is that giving you confidence for uh, how much is that giving you confidence to get to Worlds? We definitely send some more L's G2's way. Okay. So that is the plan. Fantastic, fantastic. Okay, so what do you think, Mark? Uh, is JoJo going to style on caps and that will lead to a 2-0 victory over against G2? I mean, I liked Andrew's uh, reserve take about it. He's not quite there. I think in the right matchup, he can get the better of him because Caps is also a coin flippy player who's not going to back down. So if you ever do like set Silas, like I'm sure J uh, Caps is going to be very happy to try and style right back. So um, there's a world where, you know, like for a single game, I think JoJo can get the better of him. I still think Caps is a better player overall. Uh, for me, the G2 bot lane was incredible at MSI, much better than I thought they would be, and it felt like a bit of a, a step down for summer for them. Um, playoffs, they were starting to do better as well. Like, the G2 picked up their form in playoffs. They had the choke versus Rogue, but like I said, I think that was more just like a bad day, bad meta read. Malrang got in their heads. Malrang was just crapping on them. So I, I don't know, um, but I do think it's a very... It, I actually don't even think it'll come down to mid in a, in a lot of ways. Like, I think... It's more likely that um, Inspire gets knocked out of the game by mid-jungle, I guess is like how, how I'd say. Like, I actually care a lot more about how they play together because they work so good against Mad. Uh, Inspired and JoJo were absolutely incredible. Yeah, I think across the board, it'll be a team effort, honestly. Like, when we were playing against them in MSI, they were never a team that we really feared. I think so many of those games were extremely close. And so I think it's why we're honestly very excited to be in a group with G2 because you know, we feel we need a sense of revenge against them. And so that that is an opponent we're very excited. I'm sure you're going to see a lot of banter online about it as well from all of our players. So that's something I'm looking forward to. All right. So uh, I, I'm very curious because we saw, I feel like, two different versions of impact in play-ins. Uh, are we fully into the international impact meta or should we feel confident now that like he's he's washed that all out we're we're good with impact you know sometimes he takes some time to warm up but honestly impact always shows up when we need him to so i have no fears about impact fantastic what uh, anything you want to do while i fill and fix yeah, the well, you, you laptop fix the, issue the laptop. Yes. Uh, so i have a question about the rest of the group so obviously you're going to 2-0 uh g2 what do you think about t uh, uh excuse me the oh my god you have t adg and Damn one. Damn one. How do you feel about those two? 
Those are pretty good teams. Uh, you know, we'll just we'll be <laughs> honest about like, that. We're kind of talking about potentially the scrap at the bottom of the table here. You know, like what about getting out of groups and whatnot? No, I, I think it'll be very exciting to see our players match up against um, China and Korea, respectively, obviously. So, you know, uh, when when we go into these matchups, what's really important is, you know, what, what are we going to learn from them? How are we going to get better? How are we going to improve? And I think, you know, that is something we do very well at adapting over time. And I think what benefits, you know, probably weaker teams going into groups and whatnot are the best of ones. And so really it comes down to your preparation, how you draft, how you prepare properly. So that is something we're going to be taking into account going into tomorrow versus JDG. Fantastic. Treatham, thank you so much for making it. Uh, it's really cool to have you on the show. I love doing events like this because it's just awesome to, to be yeah, able to have. Yeah, we know what he looks like. Yeah, exactly. Regretfully. <laughs> what, uh, anything you want to shout out? Uh, yeah, uh, anyone who needs a, a players who want pizza recommendations, Pauly G's and Queens is fantastic. All right. Fantastic, fantastic. I prefer Chipotle, but thank you. Uh, and, we'll, and we'll catch you next time. Oh, yeah, Mark, you want to grab that? Okay, fantastic. All right, so... Uh, we, I think, can grab one more uh, audience member, if that makes sense, Mark. Sure. And then, and then we can bring on, I guess, the main attraction, uh, as it were. He's, he's somewhere back there. I don't know where. Uh, listening to all these takes and groaning. Um, all right. So, Andrew, uh, how is, uh, how's New York been for the team? I mean, when did you guys get in? Because you were just in Mexico City, right? Yeah. I mean, we got in last night. Um, we're here today. We did tech check features, all that good stuff, and we got our first match tomorrow. So we haven't been here long. Okay. Is it is there any concern about like, is this is this a moment when NA can continue to use the jet lag excuse or something? I mean, like, obviously all the travels a lot right before you go on stage, right? Yeah. I mean, there's gonna be no jet lag excuses, none of that. I would say something that I probably think about. Um, would be the difference perhaps in meta between what's going on in Mexico City versus what is already developing in New York City. So that'll be something to see as, you know, what happens over the course of time here in New York. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm sure competition is going to be very different from plans into groups. So come on, come on down, our friendly audience member. Oh, uh, you think go. he's friendly. This is the first antagonistic take of the night. I'm sorry. Oh, boy. I'm sorry, Andrew, but I, I we, we've, been oh, great. Nice. we've been playing very okay. nice with our guests. Hello, what go. is your name? Uh, my name is Fabian. And where are you from? Uh, right here, Chinatown, New York. Really? Yeah. yeah did you, you just walk down the street and showed up. Yeah, did you just walk over? Yeah. Oh, up. that's crazy. Yeah. I'm, you're welcome for planning our event uh, in your backyard. It's no, a, honestly, thank you so much. And already preemptive shout out to OS best place in New York. Okay, very good, very good. Well, uh, okay. So, what is your take? So, my take is that outside of no NA teams making it out of groups, EG making it out of groups is the worst case scenario for NA. Um, why do I say that? I really love a lot of things about EG. You seem like a nice guy. Um, <laughs> I, I love a lot of the players, but at the end of the day, uh, I think their branding is pretty bad. They're called Evil Geniuses. Uh, I'm pretty unimpressed by the shop, by just like the jerseys. The jerseys are really bad. Oh uh, my God. You don't like the Ninja Turtles? Uh, my point being that if we're trying to get new people to take League seriously and to enjoy this game, we kind of need to you know, put our best foot forward and look good. I think 100 Thieves is leading uh, league in that regard. Um, C9, not that great either, to be honest. They look like they sell software, but... Um, <laughs> hey, 
hey, Microsoft Teams or whatever they're sponsored they by. They literally, that makes it so much worse, by the way. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's my take. All right. So just like to remind everyone that Andrew is the director of athletics, uh, not I, I involved understand. in marketing is, or merchandise. You are doing an amazing job, I don't really job, do the marketing the and stuff. <laughs> you're, you're doing an awesome job because clearly, well, actually, I don't know what you do for your job, but <laughs> <laughs> you're not doing branding. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not doing the branding. This is brutal. Uh, welcome to our show, Andrew. Thanks for Thank coming all the way down here. here to get flamed. Um, no, it's not him he said. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Okay. Well, so, so do you agree, Travis? This is one that's more up your alley. We've done a lot of analysis, but what about the branding angle? Well, did anybody watch the Ovaly video that just came out? It was the e Ichi Hype video. What, what did you think of that? Okay, she did a good job. She always does a good job. And um, Nicole is, like, actually really, really good for League in so many ways. Like, I think having, like, a woman who's, like, a leader and as charismatic as she is is, like, actually huge for this game. Um, but they're called evil geniuses. Like, come on, like, just like change, do a rebrand. Do what? What would you like to see from from evil geniuses that you're not seeing? I would out? like them to take their like store a lot more seriously. I think they try to do content that's like actually pretty good, but it's like the fundamental. Like they made an original sin, right? And that is like they don't have good design and good like graphic design and good naming and like that stuff makes it harder for like. When somebody says like, "Oh, like your favorite esport is League of Legends," like who's the best team? And it's like, "Oh, Evil Geniuses." Like, just doesn't sound too good, to be honest. I mean, okay, here's here's where I'm at on this. I'm like hundred thieves. I I think, <laughs> I I think EG. I, I so wait, you don't even like the name Evil Geniuses? I hate it. It is oh, an original. It's an yeah, original okay. name. It's, it's so been it's, around it's, for, since two thousand and two. I I, yeah. I feel like Evil Geniuses is a pretty. That's a good name. Like if, if you're not if like you're disappointed sweet. in the branding, I feel like it's because they don't live up to the how good the name Cloud is. Cloud Nine sounds so good. Like Hunter T. Like literally anybody else, even FlyQuest, even Dignitas. Like Team Liquid. Like you rest in peace, Dignitas. Like. Oh yeah, this is not this All is right. not a popular take. I, okay. I, I also disagree with this take because yeah. I feel like even beyond just like org branding, the players on this team are phenomenal. Vulcan on Twitter is hilarious. Inspired's pretty hilarious. Obviously, JoJo talks mad shit. Like, they're a team that if they get out of groups, like, the Twitter will be on fire. And, like, that kind of stuff, I understand what you're saying. You want more out of the org a little bit. I mean, okay, fair enough. But the players themselves, who are what most people are connecting with, I think are very good players for that. Um, yeah, are, they, are your players evil geniuses, Andrew? Uh, evil genius. I mean, yes and no. You know, we can go back <laughs> some, and some more evil, more some more genius. We we can go back and forth on that. But yeah. you know, what I would recommend, I would take a look at the EG case files that we put out this summer. I think that was a very well produced series. I think you know, Frenzy, uh, shouting out them a little bit. You know, they did a phenomenal job with that series. I would recommend that you take a look at that. And then you know, obviously, always we can improve. And so you know, that is something we'll strive to do no matter what. But I would really. Agree. Travis and Mark over here, you know, our players have really put forth, you know, a good effort to put forth their brands. And I think that is what's really extremely important to me, that all these players take part in the community and just activate with themselves. I, I can't disagree with that, to be honest. Like, I think the players are awesome and do more than like, and maybe the org's enabling them, right? But like, they do more than probably most teams in a lot of ways. So I, I can definitely agree with that. Andrew, uh, Vulcan recently tweeted, Suck my dick, EU. 
I, I would like to ask, I'd like to ask officially on the record, did Riot find him for that tweet? Uh, on the record, we did not get fines. That was oh. great. But, 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 but. We, we did get a warning, so Vulcan, okay. you, you cannot got, do that. You get one SMD get, per group stage. Yeah, 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 yes, yes, okay, fantastic. I thought that was a, that was a very... I, I saw that one, I was like, oh, God, How did, I'm going to get the message the, from Riot. He had that queued up, right? Like, because he had the whole video and everything. We, we had it queued. I mean, we went into the day knowing we're going to stomp Mad Lions, so okay. we were not worried about it. I he like had that, also worked in a pause, too, to keep that. There was one pause in the series, because just keep that going. That yeah, yeah. Time. I, it, when the pause happened, I was like, don't tell me that was yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, the only thing I will agree with you is I don't like the jerseys. Okay, uh, anything you want to shout out here at the end? Yeah, so shout out Chinatown. Uh, shout out OS. Um, oh, Grubhub, by the way. I got my dinner today here uh, from Grubhub, which is great. Uh, and then shout out Is It Time, my uh, group chat that we play League together. On, um, but yeah, thank you so much, guys. Shout out you guys. Uh, thank you. really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks so much. All right, Andrew, we're also going to say goodbye to you. Is there anything that you want to say to anybody out there before your team takes the stage uh, over the next couple of days? No, just appreciate all the fans, appreciate our sponsors, appreciate Travis's sponsors. So thank you for coming out and supporting us. We had lots of fans in Mexico as well. So, no, again, we appreciate the support. Hopefully we're going to get out of groups and continue to do NA proud. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. I believe it is time... Where are you, Peter? Play the entrance music. Yeah, we don't have entrance music for Peter. We probably should have, but Peter Peter Peng is in the bathroom? He's in the back room. Okay. Yes, you should go get him because My it's time. Oh, God, is that double lift music? Yes. We don't have it. All right, we're just going to we're all just going to wait patiently and then whenever he whenever it sounds like he's coming, I will just pre- pretend that that's the moment I announced him and we'll all go along with I it, saw okay? The door open. Yeah, no, he's going it's going in the back. All right, we're going to get the signal. And we're productions. Oh, and guess what, everybody? We're announcing Double Lift is coming to the show right now. Everyone cheer. Oh, <laughs> perfectly planned. Oh, he's coming from the side area. Okay. His entrance did is. You want, did you want him here? Yeah, no, he, he, can, he can sit in the guest spot. Okay. All right, that other spot. There we go. Hello. Welcome, oh, Peter. Hello. Yes, yes. Okay. What's up? What's up? What's up? Hello. Welcome to the show. Uh, do you guys know Doublelift? He was a former pro player in the Shut LCS. The f- <laughs> you got your cheers were almost as loud as Queens, New York. Uh, okay, uh, welcome to the show, Peter. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I uh, I've been waiting in the back room for an hour, anticipating this. So it better be good. Okay, fantastic. Well, I'm glad you you were able to make it. How are you enjoying New York so far? Uh, actually, it's way nicer than I expected. I don't know. People said that it was going to be like, hell yeah. Actually, New-, New York, like, the food is really good. It's the most, like, alive city I've ever experienced. I'm, like, walking around. There's, like, people playing ball and stuff. It- it's really sick. It's really sick. It's you really got, unique. You haven't got the guy peeing, peeing on the side of a building yet? I got no, no one's pissed on me yet. Walking past someone. I got it. I was like, great. Welcome to New York. <laughs> I'm feeling it. Well, we were talking a little bit before this. When was the last time you were in New York? Uh, I was here for 2015 MSI or uh, MSG, uh, the finals where we like beat TSM. Hey, that was cool. But I didn't get to experience it at all. Like the only thing we did was go out for pizza. So yeah, I don't know if that was like that's like one tiny part of it. And really, you should have been going out for Chipotle. Okay, so uh, oh my bad. Yes, for Chipotle. Oh, good save. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway. Mark, I don't know if you have... Well, I was going to say, 
why we haven't had you on the show before. I want to pick your well in a while, but I want to pick your brain about play-ins. How much were you watching it? Who was impressing you? What what were your overall thoughts on on play-ins so far? Oh, I was literally watching every single game. I was like live viewing it. So um, play-ins, man. It I think JoJo is really insane. Like I think for a little bit he was like the super hot rookie who might be the best mid laner, and then he kind of had like a whatever summer split, and then now I can say far and away he's he's the best mid in NA. He's really, really good. And I think I think him and Inspired, if they continue to play like that, they actually have like a real chance in groups, but I don't wanna I don't wanna jinx them, right? I don't wanna jinx them, but but they're really, really insane. Like that mid Joel combo, like they literally stomped Mad Lions. So I, I think that's really good. I mean, that's on the NA side. I think play-ins, I don't know, it's just so many games. It's 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 too many games, so Sometimes it just becomes a lot of mush, but... Yeah. We had a, a person who came up here earlier, an audience member, who said that uh, JoJo is better than Caps. Okay, that guy is... <laughs> Where are you at? Where is that? Where's that guy? Stand up. <laughs> this, Name and shame. This, this man right here. Yo, dude. Pass the copium. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, so how, how do you feel about NA's... This is a great moment because all these people love you. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to crush all that. How do you feel about NA's chances of getting out of groups? Uh, I just got finished talking about that with someone else. I, I think they asked me that question. I, I said the chance of NA making out of groups is above zero. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but not by much. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to be like super negative Nancy, right? I mean, it's cooler when it's an underdog story. So it's like, like oh my God, we have like a 50% chance of making out of groups and it's like kind of lame. But if you have a 1% chance that it happens, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know. I think the gap between NA and, and Eastern teams is like, it, it's gotten slightly bigger over time, but not so much where we have like flat out zero. I, I think it's obviously possible. Yeah. We had a couple callers talk about DRX and RNG coming through play-ins. I don't know if, if uh, they changed in your mind after watching them. Because like RNG is MSI champs. Everyone's like, they're going to be an incredible fourth seed. But then they dropped the game to DFM. They dropped to DRX. Like, mm. Do you think that they should be scared, like people should be scared of them in, in group stage? Well, I mean, RNG is still scary, you know? Like, I think pretty much the main difference between the really really insane teams and the ones that's below them and still really good still world class but like not really like favorites to win worlds is just consistency because you need to play like i don't know let's just say like every team is a square of 100 right like and the best teams play like a 90 or 95 like every single game no matter what even at their worst game they're playing at a 90 because at the end of the day that's what matters like you need to play consistently to make it out of groups and then in a best of five like just you wake up one day you're playing kind of like trash that day that really sucks for you because you're you're probably going to lose a bo5 but the ones below them, it's like, yeah, you'll drop a game to DFM, you'll drop a game here and there. So I don't think RNG's peak is like that much lower than JDG Top Esports and EDG's peak. I just think they, like, when they're playing bad, they're playing like really bad by comparison. Yeah, very good. All right, is it time to go grab audience members? I have one more. Yes, go for it. Peter Centric question. Champions Q, how you been enjoying it? Right when T1 players joined, I was watching your stream and it was like the most try hard. Like I was sweating my balls off. Yeah, dude, you were you were carrying on Caitlyn. I, I think you ended up losing that game, but like just watching, I was like, oh my god, these comms are like close to like scrim comms. Like people are actually try harding. Yeah. And then I immediately watched Brantz's stream right after with Spico, and he had like the thirty bomb game. Oh, that was so and funny. And it was a complete was opposite. Yeah, <laughs> it, was yeah, the yeah. it was a clown show. What, um, what are your thoughts on Champions Q so far? No, I think it's really cool. I think it's really cool when 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 like the fans get to see 
either like streamers like me or or just like their favorite players playing against international competition in like a solo queue environment. It, it's basically the closest thing you'll get to stream scrims. But um, it sucks because I, I mean, I don't have to, but I'm not allowed to stream Champions Queue during Worlds. It's like against the rules. So I have to stream Worlds basically, and then I'm not able to play Champions Queue against like the international competition as much. But I think it's really sick. I mean, I think pe people really like those streams. So yeah, if they like it, just give them more. I'm with you. I'd love to watch more. Right. We're, we're creating a new rule because apparently these microphones are not doing as well as the red and I don't know silver ones. So we're gonna we're gonna just go with these. This is I'm, I'm I think this one's Twitch okay. Chat. This is the one that's a little buggy. Okay. So I'll just Twitch chat. Let us know if uh, Mark's mic right now is is working okay. Um, but otherwise we can share. Anyway, you want to go grab a I will go grab a caller. Okay, fantastic. Off Mark goes to grab the yo, caller. Yo, is that is that a dessert cosmetic or what? It's uh no it was it was. Brought by Grubhub earlier. There's also Chipotle stuff yeah. here on stage. Did you, did you already like dig in, or what's going you're, on? You trying to you trying to grab some? No, I'm just asking questions. Okay, very good. Oh, we got our first audience member up here right now. Uh, okay, so, I'm, I'm trolling. I'm trolling. I can't I can't eat right now. Okay, fantastic. I'm gonna discuss the audience. I can't do that. So, hello and welcome welcome to the show. Why don't you pass this microphone over to? You. Uh, there we go. Uh, hello, what is your name? My name is Dylan. Dylan. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from Westchester, New York. I live in Brooklyn right now. Westchester, New York. You live, but you live in Brooklyn right now. Yes. Okay. There we go. Fantastic. Wait, you live where this guy's getting married? The the yes, earlier. I, yes. Okay. Fantastic. Do you have any advice for him on? Are, are you marrying him? <laughs> no. I mean, he's not bad looking. So. Uh, you can get the microphone a little closer. You're a little soft. Sure okay. Um, so uh, yeah, any any places where you think he should have his after party for his uh, wedding? Uh. Not austin oh, I don't really have any words. You don't know. Okay, that's fine. All right, so uh, what uh, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? So my take is that Fudge will be the reason that C9 gets out of groups this year. Fudge will be the reason C9 gets out of groups. Yes. Why? Uh, I think that his sort of self-imposed like redemption arc is giving him a lot of confidence I think I've also never seen a C9 game where Fudge is the reason they've lost. And I also think that C9 is probably one of the most flexible teams in draft, and that's going to give them a huge advantage uh, in the group stage. C9, so do you, and you said C9 is very flexible in draft. Do you think that's because of Fudge? Because you said Fudge is the reason. I think Fudge and Jensen are the two most flexible. And um, yeah. Pretty much. All right. I actually, uh, I've heard from a lot of pros that Fudge is, is the most flexible top. Yeah. He's, uh, he's actually onto something there. I mean, that he, that so, he can play everything, basically. Fudge so, can play. He's so flexible, he played a completely different role this year. I know. Yeah. That's insane. He, didn't, he hasn't played as much Aatrox, I'm pretty sure, but he has played all of the meta counters. All and the I'm meta sure counters, Aatrox. He has Aatrox. a lot more in his pocket, so okay. that's probably going to give him a big Very good. I, I Twitch chat, let me know if you guys can hear our, our audience members. He's a little quiet. Okay. Uh, Mark, you want to address this? Sure. I think uh, obviously Zeus is crazy, and that's probably the one that I'm most immediately concerned about. But I can see a world against like Flandre and uh, Wonder where he is able to get the better of them. Um, Wait, that's his group? Yeah. Oh, uh, no, he's fucked. <laughs> 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 no, he's, our, he's fucked. 
<laughs> All right, well, that just killed any momentum I was trying to build. No, <laughs> no, no, my bad, my bad. No, 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 you're good. I, I think, like, Flandre is really, really good, but he, he strikes me always more of, like, the impact mold of, like, being insane, but not just, like, through individual domination, like, always knowing how to spread his lead around and be a crazy team player. Wonder has been pretty flippy from what I saw in playoffs. Like, there's times where he's absolutely smurfing. I think he led Europe's tops in CSD at 15 in playoffs, but there were also games where he just did nothing. And so, like, to this point about flexibility, if there's a counterpick that Fudge can take or if one of them tries to slam a counterpick and he can play, like, a neutralizing matchup because he can, I think, do both sides of weak side or being strong side uh, to that point, I, I can see a world where he can, can help Someone's got to step up. I, yeah, I mean, it's that like the Berserker time bomb. I guess are like probably the two two biggest things working I in their think, favor. I think Berserker is stable enough in the bot lane uh, to where Zven's inexperience on the uh, like meta supports right now uh, probably will be covered up. And I also think that whichever team loses the uh, EDG T1 matchup will also drop a game to C9, which will help their chances a lot. Okay, I tried to take the positive angle. Why, why is Fudge not going to get it done against those I'm, guys? I mean, like, is your point like that C9 is actually going to make it out of groups or that if they do, it'll be because of Fudge? I mean, why not both? I mean, I think... I, I, don't, I don't think Fnatic has a chance, honestly. Interesting, interesting. I, okay, I think... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think C9 is going to make it out, but I think if they do and you're coping about them making it out, then, then I think it's possible that Fudge is the reason because he's pretty insane. He, I, for, for me, he's the best top. And he's the hardest to play against and draft against. And then I, I'd say number two is like up in the air. It's for a lot of people, it's probably impact because he's like a rock. But uh, yeah, no, he's, he's our best top laner. I think it's cool that he's like native. Yeah, I mean, he's from Australia. We'll, we'll take it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, good enough. Um, uh, yeah, so is he going to be the reason why they make it out? Yeah, he's, he's pretty nuts. He's pretty nuts. I, I, again, though, like if you spend your entire year, 99% of your life, like playing against NA top laners and then you go international. Usually you get your head caved in like 24-7, so I think the skill gap is kind of hard for him to deal with. Uh, but we'll see, we'll see. He's a good player, he's really strong. The one thing working in his favor too was a 2020 MSI. He looked pretty good. When that C9 roster was booming to Pentanet, it was like yeah, yeah. on an island kind of getting it done. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can he's see good. maybe that happens. I'm way more concerned about the rest of the map because it's fucking disgusting with Viper, no, upset, that's... yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see how things go, but I, I'm really hopeful. I mean, C9, I, I feel like coming out of finals, there was a ton of hype for how good C9 looked. What I, Setting aside the group and your chances of, you think their chances of getting out, how good do you think C9 is? Do you think they deserve the hype that they had after that finals? Well, C9 won LCS in like the perfect meta for them. I think that sounds like... I'm not giving them enough credit, but usually the team that wins LCS, the meta is like pretty good for them. It's just the way that the game works. Like, for example, Zven in his po literally his post game interview, he said that like support is so easy for him. He just has to be a cheerleader. That's because the champs that he's playing is like Yumi and Lulu and Soraka. So you literally are just a cheerleader. Now the support meta is different, right? Like support support is more of a carry role. Like you're playing engaged. Like your specific individual skill matters like way more. Also, I would say that before, in when they went LCS, mid meta is perfect for Jensen. It's control mages. He can play like Ori, Azir, Victor, and just chill. He can play Ari. Stuff that is like not very punishing to play. Uh, when I was playing with Jensen, he's obviously a very one of my 
most dear teammates. But melee mids is not really his thing. So um, I think the meta is pretty bad for C9 if I had to. Oh, also the last thing is it's tank jungle meta, like Sedge and Maokai. That's really not Blabber's style at all. Like Blabber plays carry stuff. Um, so it is just unlucky. It's unlucky. Our first seed is like you guys might expect them to play the best, but from in my opinion, they're going to be the in the worst position because the meta just doesn't suit literally any of their players' styles at all. Um, I mean, except for Fudge. I think he's really good. I think 100 Thieves and who's the other? EG. EG, EG yes. will have better showings because, uh, especially EG, because they've got to play in plans, like play on stage in a new meta for a few weeks. Yeah, I, I don't have the highest hopes for C9. Dude, their group sounds doomed. I had no idea. Holy shit. <laughs> All right, very good. Hey, thank you so much uh, for coming on. Anything you want to shout out here at the end? Yeah, I want to shout out uh, my girlfriend, uh, the Bean Boys back at home, and uh, myself for working on my first ever fashion show that made it to New York Fashion Week. Hey, congratulations. <laughs> normally, normally when people shout themselves out, it's uh, a little more tacky, but that's actually pretty cool. So congratulations. Anyway, thank you so much. Hope to see you at Worlds. Thanks for uh, having me. We'll catch you next time. Thank you, Chad. All right. All right, uh, we have we have a, a frequent hotline league caller making it to the show. Peter, do you know who this man is? No, I don't watch your show. Sorry. Yeah, that's fine. He's he's actually I said I actually think he might be the second. I'm probably gonna piss off some media, but I think he might be the second biggest outlet in North America for esports media. But it's all on TikTok. What? Yeah, his Surprise. name is Bro. David Shinock. David Shinock. Dude, I'm pushing. Unforgiven got it right. Uh, anyway, I'm 29, bro. I don't know what's going on. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm, 20, I'm 28. You actually just passed me on TikTok a few days ago in terms of followers. Like you, you me? now have one of the highest. In the league. <laughs> do I want? don't even. I I literally don't have TikTok downloaded. That's all my like social media guy. I, 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 <laughs> I literally don't have it downloaded, bro. <laughs> Beat by a bot. You're no, getting no. you're getting owned by a ghost. <laughs> I don't have the hands. For all right, so uh, go ahead and introduce yourself right now. Uh, my name is David Shinock. I create League of Legends TikTok content that is primarily focused on the hopium angle uh, and positivity towards the LCS and trying to grow the game at a grassroots organic level. So you are in many ways the antithesis to what Peter does on his co-streams every week, I think. Yo, bro, I have hopium. <laughs> I'm just not delusional. <laughs> All right, and, and where are you uh, joining us from? From Hell's Kitchen, New York City. Hell's Kitchen, New York City. There we go. Okay. Very, very close. Very, are you going to walk to the Worlds every day? Yeah. That's like, awesome. It's like a 10-minute walk at most. Wait, is that a real place? Yeah. Yes. It's Hell's Kitchen uh, is like the area right next to Broadway. I will defend Double Up here, dude. When I first that watched... super troll. <laughs> when I first watched Daredevil, I was like, oh, it's a made-up part of New York that they did for the show. And then it's a real part I found out like a, a year later when that originally aired. So. And it's not named after Gordon Ramsay? No. <laughs> like, actually not? <laughs> You can uh, also, if you can get your microphone pretty close, David, when you talk. Yep. All right, what is your take? My take is that all three North American teams are going to make it out of groups. And I know you guys know the game better than I do. I will never claim to say that. But there's one thing that I know better than all three of you, and that is Madison Square Garden's Hulu Theater. I know you have not played. You played in the traditional Madison Square Garden. But, Ma but Hulu Theater has a lower ceiling that will allow fans to have more of a say in the audience than it ever has before. And combined with JoJo's trash talking, like 
C9, I don't, I'm not going to say anything on that. They, they defy logic and find a way out. 100 Thieves has arguably the easiest route with RNG not looking great in planes, or at least lower than the expected skill ceiling. And JoJo's trash talk, combined with the fact that Korean and Chinese teams are not ready to get the ever-living shit booed out of them, every single time that they step on stage, will flip the mental edge that will allow EG to get out of groups. All right. I think in this moment, are we, are we good, Perry? Okay, I think this is our official... Chipotle hot take of the night. Because uh, it doesn't get any hotter than this. Uh, so congratulations, you have won yourself a Chipotle entree. Daniel will get you hooked up uh, afterwards, but it's a, it's a big moment, I think, for this. When you say fans have like more access in some ways, are they gonna be able to unplug the computers of their opponents? Uh, they can't unplug the computers, but if they can't grab their mice because their hands are shaking too much, like Faker was when he faced G2 in 2019, there's nothing they can do. Peter? Dude, no shot. You're, the fans are going to be booing Faker. That, that, that would be so messed up. There's no way. Although I've heard some pretty funny stuff. I remember, totally unrelated. I, I'm not even going to address the take at this slide. <laughs> totally unrelated. I remember, like, uh, oh, I forgot what it was called. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, an LCK team was playing at Worlds in Shanghai, and they called it the Shanghai Library because when they were winning, it was, like, dead quiet. I thought that was so funny. So I, I hope it's not a library there. That's all I'm saying. I can promise you it will not be. All right. There's been a couple famous libraries, Busan Library as well. But I feel like oh, yeah. uh, it was Chicago where they booed. I don't remember who it was on stage. Maybe it was Samsung or Africa. Yeah. Yeah. Samsung, yeah. So I don't know. They've been booed before. and they, I think they did just fine in that quarterfinals, if I remember. I'm not a big fan of Americans booing foreign teams because they're going to – dude, come on. Like, we need, we need, a, we need a win. Like, we, we can't be, like, the rude – like super BM <laughs> fan base. That's just so messed up. I, I know you said you love New York, but that's one thing that you're gonna have to get used to East when Coast being on the East Coast. Is, really, like yeah, New York people like just boo the team, the away team, like promo. Yes, yeah. that, is, that is, well, that's not even just New York. That's a Boston. That's a. Philly, I was gonna say I'm, I'm originally from Coast. Boston, and now I'm in LA, so I think I'm probably pretty hated in New York. And yeah, we booed the shit out of the Knicks yeah. and Lakers. really, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. If you, at the end of the day, when a North American team is on stage, we as fans have an obligation to aim for the stars, even if we're only going to land on the moon or hell, not even get off the ground. It does not matter. It, let me ask you this. When you played at any Worlds or MSI, did you go in with the expectation that you could win it, even if you knew in the back of your mind that you couldn't? Well, I mean, yeah. Of course. So why would we not have that same expectation as fans? Why are we not held to the same standard to expect the most out of our teams, to cheer them on in the hopes that that's going to happen, even if it's not. Because um, <clears throat> there's going to be a lot of angry Reddit threads at the end. <laughs> you think New York gives a shit about Reddit? No, I, uh, okay. All right. I got to follow up for you, Peter. You've been a part of a pretty massive, probably the biggest upset in league history, I think some people would say, taking down IG 2019 MSI. Was there anything that helped you guys, like beforehand, like a mental edge? Was it all just like in the moment that you're like, holy shit, we're doing it? Like, crowd, was the crowd silent? Were you feeding off that? Like, was there anything? Uh, uh, yeah, nameplate's off. That's massive. No, but I. 
I don't really notice the crowd too much when I'm playing. Like, I notice it's there, but it doesn't really affect me. I think it's because in the beginning of my career, I kept I was on CLG and I kept playing against TSM and like their TSM chants were just super annoying. So <laughs> I've, I've been able to like block out the fans. Uh, Mental Edge, not really. I usually come into every game thinking that I'm gonna play better, but not. I mean, it's like nothing special. Yeah. So I think one of your 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 reasons was that you thought like JoJo's gonna wage uh, mental warfare against. The other team, that's why EG will win, right? We will handle 99% of it okay. with the crowd. All JoJo has to do is just keep doing what he did against Mad Lions. If he can tilt Europe, he'll be fine tilting Korea and China as okay, well. Okay, so Peter, did you? how much of you, this have you caught, like the JoJo all chat stuff? Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm aware of it. I'm aware okay. of it. So what He's is your, because you used to compete, would you just insta-mute him? Or yeah, like I mean, most most players are just insta-muting him. Like all the stuff that the, 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 or, yeah, the fans see from his all chat, I would say like nine out of 10 players I know, like the second someone types in all chat, it's so bad manners to type in all chat that you would just be insta-muted Okay, cause they're not, Mark, you were saying they were reacting to a lot of stuff, right? Well, a lot of it was all a uh, lobby. In lobby, it's fine. But if you're, if you're all chatting in the game, like you will literally just get insta-muted. Like most players also play with pings muted, right? Or not pings, uh, emotes. Yeah. So if you're getting like BM emoted, like the crowd sees it and like, whoa, oh my God, he's flexing. He's so Chad, but. The players literally couldn't care less. They wouldn't even see it. Yeah, so JoJo was in the lobby pretty relentless, just spamming what he thinks Niski should be playing. Just like Galio, Swain, you know, Talia, all these supportive mids. That's he's like, you so can't play funny, melees. bro. That's so funny. He was funny. spamming to the point where Impact was like, chill, stop. <laughs> also yeah. telling him to chill. And then he was typing in all chat in the games, and like apparently uh, El Yoya responded once saying, like, you're dumb. <laughs> and was like actually getting tilted. <laughs> A bunch of Mad Lions was muting him and stuff. So That's I don't know, funny. maybe he can do it. Is there is there any world where that uh, works if they don't mute him or anything like that? Do you, do you think people would get tilted from lobby chat and stuff like that? I think you could get you could get definitely annoyed as fuck if someone's BM. Like, it's actually considered so bad manners to type an all chat in game. Like in a professional game, like yeah, you just don't do that. Maybe he's starting a new meta. Yeah, he probably is. He probably is. I mean, to the point that, that Dave is making, maybe this is how we got our edge. It's not about skill. It's not about team coordination. It's about we're willing to be more BM than anyone else. Yeah, we're, we're basically play, playing the Detroit dirty. Pistons of the, like the 90s. It's what Tiger Woods did. So during his stretch from 2000 to 2002, not only was he the greatest golfer that has ever played the game and would constantly make his opponents that were paired with him on Sunday have a worse stroke record than everybody else, he would constantly be doing small things throughout the round to just constantly get in their head. Like if he's if he drove a ball further, just give a little nod back after it's done. Small things that slowly add up and just eat away at you over MJ, the course MJ of the MJ was an a-hole too. You know, maybe this is yep. the angle. You gotta this have is, that this angle. Is North America's You've had that <laughs> edge your angle. entire career. I just want that to rub off on everybody else. I don't know, man. I feel I feel like you're really overstating how much people actually care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, it could just be me, but I I literally just wouldn't. I was about to ask, like, what's it? the most tilted anyone's ever gotten? You was it like uh, XDG back the, in the day? Yeah, the most tilting is when like they're screaming so loud I can't even hear my teammates. But that doesn't <laughs> really happen. I think people. It, it can go both ways because like you can give somebody extra motivation to play well if they hate you. Like if I really don't like somebody, I'm gonna try extra hard against them when I'm playing against them. So maybe JoJo mates like some enemies or something. I don't know. We'll see. So uh, David. 
it sounds like you're saying like, oh yeah, we're all gonna get out, but that's just you sort of saying, but I'd say that in any situation. So yeah. like, do you, I guess, what is your actual expectation that all the teams will get North out? America will have all three teams get out of groups. Okay. What, what, how, I, you can you're, come, so you guys confident, can you're so confident that if that does not happen, what will you do? You tell me. I don't, I have no idea. I have no you, idea. You, you guys tell me. I, I, I'm not the one in the position to be I, making I'm that I'm not going, I, this is basically me commanding you to do something because I, I, it's very unlikely, so. I'm already putting out enough content that I gotta do as is. I don't have time to think about a bet. If, you, if anybody yeah. has something that they wanna wager or do for it, I'm down. Uh, we you have a quick little stream uh, situation, so we're we're are we? We're, they're working on it. We're gonna keep stalling for time while the stream comes back. Looks like it might be back. Is it saved? Uh, we're, we're saved. We're checking it out. Uh, okay, so Peter, what what are the? You said it's slight, uh, slightly above zero percent that any NA team gets out. What are the chances that? All three get out. Extremely slightly above zero percent. <laughs> like very, very slightly. Okay. Dude, well, uh, the, nah. I think is, the highest chance is definitely Hundred Thieves, though, based on their group. Which is more likely, me beating you in a one v one, or us getting all three teams out of groups? You beating me in a one v one. I can always like mess up. <laughs> it's not even close. Yeah. I mean, I think when your expectations are more realistic, it's it's cooler because. Then if somebody does make a story, like it's a real story. I see that's just, some. That's just my perspective. I see some people saying it's back, so uh, should be should be back. Okay. We're, yeah. Well, I think I think we should be good to wind down uh, this conversation. But thank you so much, David. Anything you want to shout out? Uh, thank you guys for having me on. Thank you, Doublelift, for when I first got into league, you were one of the biggest inspirations that I had back in 2017. I unfortunately missed. Uh, being able to see worlds here and being able to see your early runs But during the longevity of my time watching the LCS you have been the face of it You have dominated and we all as fans owe you a level of gratitude that I don't think you will ever fully comprehend But just know we all appreciate you for what you've done for this game Thanks, Thank you. Thank you. I, I love it whenever people do this because Peter doesn't know how to deal with compliments. So uh, it's just uh, watching him try to, to struggle through it is fantastic. No, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you so much. Uh, and uh, well, I'm sure we'll see you at Worlds tomorrow. Yeah, you will. Uh, Mark, I think we have a quick break. So Damn, you you're dipping? You can start. Uh, maybe if you, ch you chill out for a second. Uh, but David, thank you again. So uh, again, uh, thank you for your Chipotle hot take. Uh, you can, uh, Daniel will find you later and we'll get you hooked up. Uh, with that as uh, the winner of the hot take. But I do want to talk about Chipotle. Uh, so the very cool thing about tonight is that many, many years ago, uh, Peter and I did an interview called Chipotle with Doublelift. Do you remember that, Peter? I do. Did anyone drink out of this that's, water? That's water. You can have it. You can right. drink the Chipotle cup drink. Actually, can you pass me that one, Mark? I'm kind of thirsty. Okay, thank you. You don't get one, Mark. I'm sorry. Anyway, so we did Chipotle with Doublelift uh, many, many years ago. Do you remember that interview, Peter? Uh, if you play it, I'm gonna cringe. Okay, I will not play it, but yes, I, I, I or I don't really remember it to be honest. I okay. just remember I was eating Chipotle. Yes. So when we, we, this is a true story. Whenever Peter lived with me for a little bit over a year, whenever things first started, I think the closest place to grab food was Chipotle. And you, had you had it a ton beforehand? Because you ate it like no, I every ate day. Chipotle twice a day, every day for three years. 
Yeah. I'm not so, even kidding. <laughs> huge, huge fan of Chipotle here. And we'd go, I would not go twice a day, but I think it was on most days I would go at least once. Um, and so it's just really cool that Chipotle then is like sponsoring our tour essentially for Worlds. I mean, for me, I think it's a really cool moment. Are you going to be eating Chipotle anytime soon, Peter? No, but I think everyone in chat is eating Chipotle right now. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Well, we've literally giving, everybody. We have been. I saw another code go out earlier. I don't know if we've got one right now, but again, if you're joining just now, we've been giving out codes that are a thousand Chipotle entrees. Every code or redeemable for a thousand Chipotle entrees across everybody redeeming it, not per person. Uh, so three thousand over the course of uh, this evening is going out. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, what is your what is your go to Chipotle order right now, Peter? Uh, white rice, no beans, double chicken, and then if I'm feeling extremely rich, it's guac time. <laughs> it depends. Yeah, no. <laughs> it depends on how many tier three subs I got. Uh, no. Yeah, I'll, I'll usually add in a salsa, like corn or mild or medium. Yeah. Very good. Well, either way, thank you to Chipotle. I don't know if you have anything you want to add. No, I just love Chipotle. I, I feel like I've talked. I, I like. I've shilled Chipotle so many times in my life, just totally randomly, because I'll just like show up on my stream eating it, chewing directly into the mic and stuff, and everyone's like, "Can this guy stop fucking eating Chipotle?" <laughs> so no, yeah, I mean, I I love their stuff. Yeah, thank you so much, Chipotle, for sponsoring this. If we can just get a round of applause for Chipotle, thank you, thank you. All right, time to grab an audience member. Off Marcos. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks again, Chipotle, for doing that. Um, wait, 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 Travis. So is the whole thing about your show like people come in with like really troll takes? Uh, I mean, they come up with takes. These are representative, I think, of the general audience's opinion. No, oh, bro. Yes. Wait, have you not? Wait, is it, so like you don't pick people with just like regular, like regular opinions. Well, I will say hotter takes probably make it on the show because if somebody's just like. Faker's a really good player. Yeah, yeah that's How what I figured. How much discussion I see, I is see. there for us to have? No, but sometimes people come up with really good stuff. So, oh, yeah. I see. I see. Yes, but Dave, I mean, David's take is an outlier. It's uh, extremely hot. Hence the Chipotle hot take winner of the night. So, I guess that's what it is. Now people are just going to compete for the like wildest take so that they can get a. So they have to like one up that take somehow. Well, not it's not. I mean, every we we we're going to be doing a Chipotle hot take every episode. Oh, so I'm okay, just saying, okay. like next time people will start saying crazy stuff so they can get a free burrito. All right, we do have Respect. our next audience member here. Hello, welcome to the show. You're fresh off of work, I hear. Uh, I've been here since like eight. My, microphone up a little bit. Oh, yeah, I've been here since like eight. Oh, so that's eight. Okay, but yeah. you came here directly after work. Uh, not directly, but okay. I had to take like a uh, train. So Mar okay, so you trained here. <laughs> In, in still in your scripts. What is your name, sir? Uh, Dre. Dre. And what? Uh, where are you joining us from? Uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. <laughs> Another Brooklyn shout out. Okay. All right. And what is your take tonight? My take is that Yumi is good for competitive League of Legends. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As Peter was just asking me, <laughs> do people come up with crazy stuff? I'm sorry, I don't have another burrito offer you for another Chipotle hot take, but. Uh, all right, why do you think Yumi is good for competitive League of Legends? So it's off the cuff, really. It's a hot take. So I'm hot glad take, that sure, yeah. I'm glad that people booed. <laughs> uh, but I think that I, I just saw a trailer for Dungeons & Dragons. I don't know if a lot of people play that here. But uh, one of the per main persons, their main like objective is just making plans. And I feel like Yumi on a person like Kyria or 
even like uh, Sven, and if they're able to create like plans for everyone while they're playing the game and have more focus on that is, I guess, objectively better since I think that macro is more important for the game. Oh, is like the more important proportion than like micro play. So your take is Yumi allows somebody to completely turn off the part of their brain where they have to be <laughs> caring about mechanics or anything so they can just be like an in-game coach, essentially. That also the fact that, I mean, my friend says it a lot that she's like a green buff. So she can like enable people to just be like roided up versions of whatever they are. Like I remember last year or last year Worlds with Owner when he, I think he got a quadra with Talon. I feel like she just has a different dimension. Oh, sorry. She adds a different dimension that wasn't there before. Gotcha. Okay. Before I go to Peter for the <laughs> obvious Peter take on this, Mark, what do you think of Yumi as a competitive play champion? I think she's really cute. Uh, I'm a big cat fan. I installed uh, cat cams in my home before leaving because I'm going to be here for 10 days. And I want to be able to check up on them. I've checked up on my cats. Uh, so, yeah, obviously, Yumi and competitive makes one-to-one -to -one tons, tons of sense to me. Uh, that's all you got? <laughs> I think you mean terrible, dude. I'm, I'm not going to lie. This guy's take is like kind of genius. I've never, I never heard that. i never heard that angle in my life. He's converted you. <laughs> it's like the creativity is off the charts. I got to respect. I got to respect the hustle there. Oh, my God. I don't, I don't even have a response. I, I'm allergic to cats, so I must, I'm biased. So of the supports you've played with, how many of them struggle to like use their brain while also using their hands. Did the, does the lack of hands on Yumi enable more brain space? I mean, the funniest shit Zven said to me once was like when he plays Yumi, he can uh, flame his AD carry's mistakes more because he, does, <laughs> he he's just sitting on him, right? So every mistake the AD carry makes, he's like, you fucked up, you missed that CS, like you, you missed that skill shot. It's like, it actually does let them turn off their brain, so. I don't know if that's good for the highest level of play, but you, you know, <laughs> I think I think it's like an interesting idea, like that only strategy matters or like mostly matters. I, I'm really excited to see Worlds Yumi skin for whoever ends up winning Mako or like whatever. That's gonna be the most cursed skin ever. Oh yeah. Do you think what are the chances that Yumi ends up getting a skin after her or is at least played in the final match? Like, dude, none. Like, straight. Like, no way they're gonna pick Yumi. That'd be so cringe. Like, just based on coolness factor, it's like, oh my god, I won worlds, and then you have to like pick a skin that's after you permanently, and you pick Yumi. It's like, no way. Wait, didn't Crown win famously by playing? What was the like? Mouse. Mouse yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, did he pick Mouse or Victor? Right. He picked Talia. Oh, I, oh yeah. I was just saying who gets picked in the finals, not who gets picked for the skin. You're just oh, saying, you oh, were I see, saying see. there's no chance anyone would ever pick Yumi. Pick Yumi for this skin, yeah. That yeah. would be so... I feel like it would be so good because it's such a troll decision, right? Where it's just... Interesting. Oh, ED, okay, we're being... Yes. I, dude, I forget everything about last year already. Yeah. Time flies. Wait, so Peter, you were saying no one would ever pick Yumi. Wait, EDG picked Yumi yeah. as their skin? Wow. We just she she just yelled she out. It's it was ugly. ugly. Yeah. She also when I was going around taking takes, she had a skin take, which I was like, I don't think we're the the best people for opinions on skins, because clearly neither of us even remember that there was a well, world. Dude, 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 skin. dude. When you win worlds, you pick the skin, right? And like you get a percentage of the sales of that skin. So oh, you, you need so you need to pick like a champ that everyone plays. 
So I don't know. I don't this really is how you can tell Peter's dreamed of winning worlds because he's literally like, okay, so then yeah. you figure out what the most popular skin is and oh. the most popular champion. Yeah. I'm dreaming about it right now. Yasuo skin incoming. Actually. So, okay, so you, you, it sounds like across the board, we do not agree with the idea that Yumi's actually good for competitive play. I, I respect the creativity. Okay, very good. Thank you so much. Uh, sorry we disagree with your take. Uh, what, uh, any shout outs that you want to make? Uh, the other, uh, I guess, live or like co stream uh, boys, like Sneaky and Medios, and also all the people. Like, the boys. Have, <laughs> behind the scenes that like help on with production and I know they don't they don't really get a lot of like the applause that they should get but uh they're like the ones that keep the stream running and everything. Yeah, let's give it a round of applause for the production crew. Very good. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. I think we go get the skin take even if we only have her up for like 2 minutes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you can, yeah, come come on down. Thank you so much. We'll catch you next time. Okay, I just want to hear what this this take is on skins and, and force Peter to address it. Uh, I think it'll be what? good. He hello, what is your yeah, name? I don't know shit about skins. What is, what is your name? Hi, my name's Kelly. Allie? Kelly. Kelly, where are you from? I'm from Washington, D.C. From Washington, D.C., okay. Um, and you're here for Worlds? Uh, no, I didn't get tickets. You I'll didn't get tickets? Oh, it's like $700. $700, also is the, uh, the microphone, we're, we're still getting her microphone feed. Uh, sounds good. Okay, so seven hundred. So you cannot get uh, world tickets. What days are you trying to go? Um, probably next week is what I want to go to, but I'm only visiting this week right now. You're only visiting this weekend. I don't have any tickets to give you, but I'm just giving you the opportunity <laughs> to shill for tickets. Yeah. Uh, what uh, are you? Would you be able to go this week if somebody found you and got you a ticket? Yes. If anyone wants to deliver them. What is your? Do you have a Twitter handle? Uh, I do. Or I have an Instagram too. What's your Instagram? K e i u t e. Okay, there we go. All right, if somebody has a world's ticket and they can get her one. Okay, what is your take? Um, my take is I feel like a lot of skins are being overproduced. I think last year they said in like their um, video that they wanted to make more skins, but I think now that we're getting more skins, it's like pretty, don't get me wrong, but I feel like every champion is starting to blend in together. Can I give an example? Yes. So like, for example, they released Bewitching series, which is like a very well-loved series. We absolutely love like Bewitching Nami and like Bewitching Elise, for example. But they also leaked that Bewitching Cassiopeia is coming out, but she has like the same color scheme and hair. And all the skins are kind of blending together and they're not really having a really like innate part that makes it the actual champion. I actually will agree with this. Dark Star skin line to me, every fucking particle in that looks the same. Like yeah. the Oriana alts, the gin traps, like I don't know, everything just like the purple black sparkles. I, I can't tell anything apart. If everyone ran a full Dark Star skin, I would just get hit by everything. You know, Lena said the exact same thing about the skins blending into each other like a few days ago. And she's like a pretty casual viewer, so I would, I would, I would yeah, I, I actually agree. And you, th and you thought the skins take would uh, have no respect. We have anything to add. Like, we, don't have well, we, we agree. Well, what was the last time you guys bought a skin? Like, what was the last skin you bought? Oh, wow. That's a really good question. I haven't, I haven't bought a skin in so... Well, <laughs> wait. Did, what, did, I, did I buy one for... No like, shot what, you play this? the game, Travis. Don't even pretend. No, no, no. I, I, oh, you know what it was? It was, what's the most recent Blitzcrank skin? Because I main Blitzcrank and I play him as much as I can. The cat, I think I bought the cat one ironically because I'm known for hating cats, and so I thought it would be funny if I He's played cat the cat hater. one. Well, I said I'm. Hang on. To be clear, 
To be clear, I am known for hating cats. I'm not saying that's an accurate representation. In fact, here, let me correct the fucking record right now. I told Kobe he could get a cat earlier this year. We tweeted about it. You can go find evidence of this. And then I, and, but my only thing was I didn't think getting a kitten would be a good idea because kittens are a lot. And everybody I know who's ever got a cat is like, oh yeah, kittens are a lot. And he refuses to get anything other than a kitten now. So he could have had a cat for like the last six months or something like that. And he just refuses to get anything other than a kitten. I think getting a shelter cat would be really great and is the appropriate way to do it. So maybe the hashtag should be fuck Kobe. Not cat for Kobe. Uh, there, that's my official statement. Hey, wait, any, wait, who? Kobe. Asked. Right? Oh. <laughs> Anything that you want to say here at the end? Um, can we get your best cat impression then? If you're not a cat hater. I'm not. No, no cat impression. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, you, we already got you up here with a skin take. That never happens. You don't press your luck. Okay. Uh, all right. I think. Let's see. We can we can do one more, and then I want to bring a special guest up on the on the show. Oh boy, who's the special guest? Yeah, you'll find out. Okay, uh, um, off on. off. Uh, Mark goes. You had a picture of you and a cat today, right? I did. I did. It was pretty banger. I was in Chinatown. There was like some cute cat just sitting somewhere. Did you start getting allergic just by being? In no, the city? dude. Come on. I was like I was six feet. Okay. COVID <laughs> okay. regulations. <laughs> yeah. Keep keeping social distancing from cats. Okay. Uh, we have a lovely gentleman joining us at this moment. Hello. Uh, we're gonna we're getting this microphone situation fixed. Peter, can you share your mic with him while Drew's yeah, yeah, in the here background? Go. Ominously. Hey. Hello. What's your name? Nick or Civil. What's that? Nick or Civil. You can call me either. Ah, awesome. Okay. And uh, where are you uh, joining us from? Uh, I'm from Astoria, Queens. Astoria, Queens. There we go. We love love to hear it. Okay. What is your take tonight? Um, I think Berserker and Sven are going to gap Viper and Mako. Oh. Yeah. Why do you think this? Um, I know earlier that the take was that the meta is moving back towards Leona Nautilus, which is like a bunch of skill matchups. And I think that's true, but I don't think that's because they're good. Like, they're the best champions. I still think, like, Sven has a lot of, like, track record on, like, Renata and a lot of disengaged champs with Berserkers. And I think Berserker is still, like, extremely top tier with, like, space given to him and when the opponents can't like play to completely lock him down especially on picks like Ziri so I think it's like a gap through draft yeah all right Peter I don't know if you have a uh, a take on this no I mean I think it's fair right like I think in play-ins uh one of the teams I think it was DRX ended up playing Sivir Yumi and it's like oh back to the cancer again like this sucks so I do think it's viable like I think it's I think like playing enchanters is definitely better than like people think it is right now because it's it went from just being picked every single game the same champs to just never being picked at all i think there's probably an in-between where it's still good sometimes um but what i will say is my experience has been you come into worlds thinking like i can uh i can like be ingenious and like make my champs work like make my strategies work and then you get your face caved in by someone who's like really insane and you're like, okay, never mind. I think I'm just gonna copy them. <laughs> but I hope that's not happening in Berserker and Sven, because I really like them. So I think there's definitely a chance that they can cheese out some wins with enchanters. Actually, that's true. I just think their group is so stacked. I mean, dude, Viper is the best player in the world, I think. I, I think he's just single-handedly the best player in the world. It's gonna be really hard to get gapped. 
Yeah, uh, I think Viper's absolutely insane. Uh, I think Upset is at least like very competent in lane. Like he was smurfing all EU playoffs. Uh, it's just an insane group, top to bottom. Uh, Guma, uh, people you know talk about how he was struggling more recently, but Guma Yushi was absolutely incredible earlier in the year. And who knows, maybe they just didn't like the meta with Karia having to play those enchanters like you're talking about. Maybe he'll feel better. Uh, Doublelift, though, you had Berserker as your number one all-pro, if I remember correctly. Or uh, even before that, in the power rankings that you did in, in spring. spring. Yeah. yeah. So like, where do you think Berserker's at compared to like the general level of North American AD carries that we send? Like, Is he a step above? Is he just like, did he look good in that hyper-carry meta that we kind of had in uh, playoffs? I, I, do you think he's the best ADC NA has ever sent to Worlds? Uh, oh, dude. <laughs> That's I. I feel like I can't answer that. I can't answer that. <laughs> but I think, I think he's really good. I think he's really good. Obviously, I feel like it's so hard when everyone around him was just like shitting the bed because it's like it's competition, right? Like Danny, literally subbed out four finals, and then it's like an academy player is his opponent, or like, and then it's like FBI. He's like in kind of like whatever form. I would say he's like it's okay. And then who's his other competition? It was Hans, and Hans was like choking playoffs. So I think it's like pretty easy to. Uh, I shouldn't even say it's pretty easy to look good. He he's really good. I just don't know how he stacks up to the best in the world because you're spending your all your time here playing in NA. Um, it's like clown fiesta most of the time. It's gonna be hard to then play against like Viper and be just as good. Yeah, Viper got to play against Jackie Love, Gala, and like a bunch of other stuff. Is yeah more, more refined. Just a bit. <laughs> any, any rebuttals? Yeah, actually, I wanted to know, like, <clears throat> so earlier you mentioned that fudge is kind of like a factor that, uh, that wasn't a pun that I meant, but like, is a factor that might be like a winning factor for C9 in like some scenarios because of its flexibility. And now it's kind of like, okay, well, they're Bakich, she's out of win. So it's not really like a rebuttal directly to your statements because it's just an opinion. But I definitely think the only thing I disagreed with in any of the analysis was that C9 what did, was like our lowest chance to win, even though they have the hardest group, just because I think like they're most, they have some of the most standout players from NA. Like I think, I think a lot of like, te like the 100 Thieves is gonna come in like very predictably for other teams. And I think EDG is like really insane in, for, by our standards, but I think a lot of the ways that they outplay teams is stuff that Eastern teams see like on a Tuesday, like every day. So I think C9 is just weird and I think Last year, there was a lot of NA upsets over China that were because we were weird. Yeah, that actually, you know, that's a good point. That's a good point. Actually, yeah, their their ceiling is really high. I mean, uh, that's a pretty good point. Well, and you were saying everybody just comes on here and says crazy stuff, but uh, uh, he said that th that wasn't his initial row. Like his initial one was Berserker and Sven are gonna gap Viper and Mako. Okay. <laughs> I still, I still don't know about that one. I think your point about C9 being our highest chance to make it out of groups, I, I mean, I could reconsider actually because maybe I was like overrating how much better everyone else is in the group compared to them at their peak. Like, I was just mostly thinking 100 Thieves is in a weak group. Maybe someone else like shits their pants. But it could be that C9 starts going on a roll or like just like find something that really works for them. Yeah, I mean, they could be our highest chance actually. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess volatility. Anything you want to shout out? Um... Shout out to my homies Ivar and uh, my boy Nolan and uh, my boy Demo. Um, I also, uh, I guess this is probably weird to do, but we, we need to sell a ticket. So if you guys want to go to Worlds on the 7th. Wait, just where's stop me. this? She's, she, she needs a ticket. Or yeah, you need one or so two? Just tap me. 
Oh, she needs two tickets. Okay, you only so have one. If anyone needs one ticket, just tap me. Okay, all right. Well. Okay, yeah, that's it. Yeah, you can split it. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, thank, thank you, you so much. Okay. Um, okay, we have we we're gonna get somebody up. I guess is just gonna ask a quick question. This is our surprise guest, but Mark has found somebody who wants to ask Peter a question really quick. I don't know what this is about. Hi, what's your name? Kyle. Kyle, where are you from? Circle Pines, Minnesota. Circle Pines, Minnesota. Kyle from Minnesota. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that was an interesting audience reaction. Okay. What is your question for Peter? Yeah, I think everybody here loves your co-stream. Oh, thank you, thank you. You gotta kill off one of them though. Sneaky or Medios, which are you dropping? You I have to kill one. one of them? Yeah, if you're, if, from the co-stream, from the co-stream. Oh, okay, okay, from the co-stream. All right, all right. Oh, that changes <laughs> things. <laughs> um, um, honestly, I'd probably kill off Sneaky because lately he just, every five minutes he just says them like, no. Or like he'll just like say some sort of like butthole or like some some stupid like one-liner and it's just the guy's like halfway asleep half the time. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> At least Medios is trying. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right, thank you so much. Uh, anything you want to shout out? I'd actually shout out the CLG staff back there. They are super generous, super nice. Great event. Yeah. Great Despite people. you're still wearing a C9 shirt though. Well, if, if they were so generous, you would have bought a CLG shirt. CLG's not at Worlds, man. Very good. Oh. Th thank you so much. We'll get you. Thanks okay. Speaking of CLG, is I don't know if he's out there somewhere, but is Dokla still here? We, yeah, bring, bring him back. Bring him back. Dokla, Dokla, Dokla. All right, Dokla joining wait, us. Wait, Mark, who is sitting here before me? Was uh, it Dokla? No, it was Andrew Barton. D Dokla EG. was there. Andrew Barton. Um, Greg Craig. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. couple we, people before you. Yes. Exactly. Okay, so Dokla should be joining us shortly to return here at the end. He's coming. Uh, we're, we're, I see, uh, we have eyes on Dokla. He's returning. He's uh, walking down. We can get a, a, another cheer for Dokla returning to the stage. Dude, here, stop. Here stop. You're putting a lot of pressure on him. You know he doesn't perform under pressure. Oh! Is this working? Yes, uh, just kidding. I think we just need kidding. Four in the ball lane for double lift. What? Jungle path to bot for double lift. Oh, bro! <laughs> I mean, if it works. So I, I, I wanted to, to bring Dokla and Peter on stage because earlier in summer, uh, Dokla, you said in an interview, what did you say that CLG would I play? Said we would be top three by the end of the split. Okay. Oh yeah, I said I would eat my shoe if that happened. Yes. Thank God, bro. And you barely missed it. <laughs> you said no chance at all, right? Yeah. yeah. So I don't. I'm curious if, if by the end, did you did you ever get nervous at all? Oh, dude, I was sweating my balls off. I started looking at bakeries for custom shoe cakes. <laughs> like, I was like, actually, about to lose it. Um, no, yeah. It turns out it's actually like I, I googled it. Like the FDA does not recommend that you eat your shoes. So I, I had to like I had to go crazy. You were getting your excuses ready. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it has to be a cake, and like, oh, everyone's gonna call me a baby. I like, say what size of a shoe? Yeah. <laughs> how how was there was Peter's comments ever any motivation for you? Yeah, it was in the back of my head for sure. It's Holy like shit! That's why I did it. I did it for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I did say in the beginning like we were heavily underrated, just like compared to like skill level, just like playing throughout the like streams and stuff. Like I knew we were much better than what people gave us credit for. So that's why I said like we'd be like top three. Like obviously that's like overestimating. Like, but like you just have to have like higher goals and like what you think you can get. I mean I think it's fine. I mean it, it, it's like 
it's fine for you to say that. I think it's fine for people to doubt you, and it makes it even better if you do make it right. Then it's then it's a cool story. I think you guys are really close. I mean, honestly, commendable. I think. I mean, I don't know what you want to call it, but I think you guys overperformed based on everyone's expectations. So um, that's why there was like a lot of hype. Like that was, that was probably the most support I've ever seen for CLG in like the last six years. Yeah, a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So is there a, maybe there's a bet? How likely is it, Peter, that CLG makes top three in spring? Uh, above zero. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, not by much. Are you are you unwilling to make any any more shoe bets now that uh, top three in spring? I mean, dude, if you guys sign like Showmaker and Canyon, like maybe, <laughs> but uh, I I don't even know I don't even know what's going on with CLG, so it's hard to say. Yeah, how Dokla? How confident are you that CLG? I mean, I know obviously we don't rosters are often in flux oh, yeah. around this time of the year, and sure you can't say anything. Who but knows what next super team might form in uh, North America? You know? Yeah. Um, but what, uh, do you think there's a, a chance that you guys can hit top three next next year? Yeah, I mean, definitely. It's, if you're competing, then you're planning on winning. So, yeah, I mean, top one, especially for, like, MSI for spring, because, like, you know, you're not going anywhere if you're, like, top three. So just, like, top one is the goal in spring. Yeah, awesome. Well, I just wanted to have you guys both on stage at some point in time because I don't think you ever had a proper show off. I thought we were deprived the shoe situation, which made me sad. So I'm glad to make this happen. Dude, I was, I've never been more nervous. That was scary. <laughs> All right, very good. Well, uh, we can uh, wind down the show now. So Dokla, I know you already gave a shout out, but anything that you want to say, especially with Peter sitting next to you? Uh, shout out for Double for making LCS entertaining with the co-streams when he can. And uh, Chansky's been really entertaining watching uh, your point of view and like everyone else, like personality-wise in the scene. So um, shout out to Chipotle. I do eat it a lot. And uh, <laughs> thanks for everyone for coming out. Yeah. All right. Peter, how about you? Any shout outs? Um, oh, dude, I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> um, shout out to Chipotle and Grubhub, obviously, for putting on this amazing event. Uh, without you and dragging Travis across the finish line, that. No, I'm just kidding. I, I mean, you guys, did, you guys did amazing. It's my first time being in a live hotline league. I gotta say, it's it's. Really unique. It's really unique. I am not used to it. What was like the last like eventy thing you did? I don't know if COVID like kept you out for a while. Have you been able to do any like meet and greet stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I played in like some show matches for Grubhub in front of a live audience, which is different. This is like more intimate. It's like the fans are like literally right in front of us. So I mean, not not in like a bad way. It's just like very very different. So it's it's really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, shout out to all my fans and uh, to you guys, I guess, for being here. Definitely shout out to all the fans. Thank you, everyone, for coming out tonight. Uh, we'll probably hang around for a minute. I don't know what we're doing after this when the stream turns off. Pizza. Picture, pizza, yeah, we'll do all that stuff. And uh, this is just the first of many. It is the world's tour. So if you guys are staying in New York for the rest of the group stage, as well as quarters and stuff, we'll all be around. So hopefully see all you guys some more. Uh, I just want to get a, uh, a big cheer here. If you think uh, NA is going to show up this week, give a big cheer. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you all for coming out. I really do appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for watching. I know we had a little bit of mic issues, but uh, hopefully uh, everything ended up okay there. And thanks for sticking around after uh, stream dropped. I don't know whose fault that is. We're going to... We're going to blame, I don't know, somebody else for that. Uh, but uh, thank you also to Grubhub and Chipotle for making the whole thing happen. Again, we wouldn't be able to do this without them. 
Thanks for watching. That's TGI Worlds. We'll see you next week. Yeah!